Passed the camera back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's No, let's just do it. Just fire it up. You got it on your screen? Yes. Recording, broadcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. Are we here? Let's see if this fucking works. Oh, wait, wait, stop. I see it, man. Yeah, the sound, huh? I can hear the sound. Yeah, I'm going to put it on this side. Sound works. What's it on right now? Mine. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not a smooth operation. This is my friend, Tom Segura. Very funny, talented comedian. Hello, We're drinking coffee. We just ate some disgusting food. I had a big fat Italian sub that's terrible for you. But it tasted good as shit. Right? I, really, I ate too fast. I did too. Well, we knew we had to do this. So we got lunch and then we came down. And You don't want to hear about our fucking food. You don't care. Can you turn on your volume? Oh, I'm echoing. I'm going to turn my volume down. Like I said... We ain't a smooth operation, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <clears throat> What's going on, freaks? How the fuck are y'all out there in Ustream land? Tom Segura, what'd you do this weekend? What did I do? Uh... Tom Segura, hilarious stand-up comedian, if you haven't seen him before. Tom and I met when, when I was first doing the uh, Maxim tour with Charlie Murphy and John Heffron. We did this tour, and everywhere we had a different guy open up for us, and... You know, most of them were guys that were just starting out or guys that hadn't been doing it that long. It was like a cool little thing for them to get up and, and do some stand-up. Or it was like the local funny guy. There's like, in a couple of towns like Chicago, there was like some local guys that went up that were really funny. A couple other places. But Tom was the funniest out of all of them. He was the funniest. When we were in Phoenix and he went up, he's fucking hilarious. I was like, God damn, this dude's really funny. Like, this is some funny shit. It was like... It was mean-spirited, but smart, and very good stuff, man. And so we've been pals. Thanks, man. Ever since. Tom Segura, very talented comedian. It's just, you know, for comedians, there's a lot of comedians that are really funny, but you don't know who they are. And it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like, uh, to be really good as a comedian is almost like, sometimes it's like the exact opposite mindset to be good at, like, promoting yourself. You know, don't you think? Yeah, man. There's, well, like, the, the two extremes... Exists, right? Like, yeah. The guy, there's some guys, I don't know, I just, I, th- I don't feel like, I feel like you're supposed to be not just focusing on your stand-up, but on how to be a great marketing guy. Yeah, that's just hard, hard to do. To do. It's not my mindset, you know, and there's guys that are, like Dan Cook's the master at it, for sure. Yeah. But there's guys that are pretty goddamn good at it, you know, that really, really... Are, are, are good about like promoting themselves. And know? some of them have a great five minutes. Yeah. But god damn, they can fill up places. You know, it's, it's an art in and of itself. It really is. It's definitely something to be respected. You know, I'm always amazed when I find out like certain guys are like selling, you know, 10,000 seat places and you're like, whoa, really? Holy shit, That's how do they do that? That's incredible. 10,000 people come to see you? But is that, a, is that, can that be a result of doing a great promoting, do you think? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a result of great. You have to have something. There has right. to be a product, then there has to be great promoting. But I think the very same mindset that makes you like the really, the really good comics, like guys like David Tell, they're not the best at promoting themselves. You know, like and these are Louis C.K. I mean, yeah. Louis C.K. is a great professional comic, a great writer, but like he just deleted his MySpace and deleted his Facebook. Yeah. He didn't want to deal with it anymore, so he yeah. still he'll still use Twitter, just because he felt like it was too much and. It's, a, it's a, like it's almost like to be great creatively. It's almost like you can't really, you know. It's something. That you can, it's almost like they don't they don't work together. Like you have to relearn it as a comic. Like I think you have to like accept that this is a part of the job. I mean, you can't think of it at like, um, you know, like something you don't you know you do or you don't do is no big deal. You have to think of it as this is like an integral part of your job. Yeah, and it's hard. But the thing is, like, it's hard to picture. Like Richard Pryor being like, you gotta come to my show tonight. Yeah, like, I know. Tell your I friends know, to fucking yeah. come. <laughs> you know, you, you don't picture him. Like you just know, you like you when you get into comedy, you don't like think, oh, and then I'll recruit people to come to the show. Right. You just go, I'll just work, I'll just try to do this well, and I'll never actually never even occurs to you to think about it because before yeah. you know, you think that every like club manager is, is just like, what I do is I make people come here. And right, 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 right. Like you have, you're part of the equation too, and it's it's a weird thing because now, like with the internet, like you have more access to people than ever before, but it seems like less and less comedians are like popping up than ever before too. That's kind of weird, you know. You would think that with like you know the internet, like there would be more new comics that you hear about. Like how often do you hear about some guy that someone tells you about that's really funny, and you go to see his clips and they're really funny. It's not that often, yeah. right? You know, it's like, think about how many good movies come out a year. Or think about, like, how many, you know, TV shows you're excited about. And then think about how many comics that you see, you know. It's like, a, it's a, such a weird path. You know, it's like no one ever, no one who's smarter and more, more balanced than a comedian ever stepped back and, like, looked at the whole process and said, listen, you know, this is, this is how it should all be done. This is how you should go from, you know, doing open mic nights to being a professional to you know to plotting out your career no no one ever does that right? and I, this is I got, no one does but this is fact like you're making me think of something i have to ask you do you think that that there's so, i'm thinking about like who's regarded as like great and like how there's not really you don't hear about that many new things coming up as far as comics go right do you think there is an age that somebody like you have to be to really be like considered super funny. Like I'm saying in stand up, is there a, a cutoff age? Like, because really, like great comics don't exist under a certain age. Don't you think? Um, yeah, I would never say uh, absolutely because I think that if there can be prodigies in music and there can be people that are born with the right neuro frequency to make them like mathematical geniuses when they're children right. and chess geniuses, I think all that shit is. That's possible that someone could be like that with comedy too. There could be some smart ass kid who's like eighteen years old who's funnier than everybody else. And just really just, smart. Yeah, just a but genius. Do you listen memorying things though too? Like just having, you know, such a huge memory. I yes. Think I, there's a certain amount of it most certainly a certain amount of what comedy is is the more experiences you have, the more information you could draw from. And so when you're older, your comedy makes more sense. It's more more complex because you're more complex you, you've looked at the puzzle a little bit longer than the young kids but some some of the best comedy is not like that some of the best comedy is silly you know like look at brian regan's comedy 
that's some silly shit, man. But it's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, Brian Regan is like one of the only dudes that figured out a way to be hilarious for everybody. He's hilarious. Like, if you don't think that guy's funny, like, you're, you're being, you know, you're not in a good mood. You know, like he's, he's saying a bunch of fucking silly shit, and it's like really well delivered. But you could take your grandmother to go see Brian Regan. Totally, yeah. you know, and a kid. You could take a kid. It's amazing. Yeah. He figured something out. Well, it's just him, though. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who he is. And if you're some kid, just some super genius twenty year old kid, who's to say that you can't be hilarious? Who's to say you can't be like a real? you know, headliner that I would pay for. I mean, I look back and like when I was 21 doing stand-up, I would like to go back to all those people and give them their money back. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to go up to, I am so sorry you had to sit through all that shit. You know, I would love to go back to people that saw me when I was like 22 and, and apologize. Like, I am so sorry, but you helped me so much. I know it was atrocious to get through. They're you paying know. for you to go through college, kind of, when you're that... Exactly. You know. <laughs> you get, if, you're a paid, if you're a paid comedian and you really have only been doing it for like two years and you're 22 years old, god damn, your material's going to be dog shit. You yeah. know? I mean, I had some stuff, actually. By the second year, I had some stuff that was pretty good. It's like good blowjob jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Ones that I could still throw out today if I'm in a hole at 1.35 in the morning, you know? And I need a, <laughs> I need a bit to... Settle into what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible though, right? Don't you think some some young kid could be amazing? At it? <laughs> I choked. Fucked up, bro. Fucked up. Um, yeah, I guess it's possible. It's like, do you ever? Do you, how often do you find yourself stopping to watch like a twenty-five-year-old say something? <sighs> or like, if, it, my if, I, if it is a twenty-five-year-old, it's a black one. <laughs> You know, if yeah. someone tells me there's some white kid that's in here, yeah. I'm like, how old is he? 25. Has he done heroin? Right. Yeah. No? See, that's what I'm saying. You know, I want to see something. It's not interesting, yeah. like, till a certain point. Yeah, you got to tell me what happened to him. Is he, yeah. Was he kidnapped, molested? Did he graduate Harvard early? Yes? Yes to all these? Okay. All right, let's see what you have to say. <laughs> Do you remember how much of your early stuff you thought was good, though? Like, at yes. the moment when you're yes. like, when you hit... 20 minutes, you're like, I've got a great 20 minutes. There was a, a point in time where I was way ahead of myself. I thought I was much better than I was. And there's also a point when you realize that um, a lot of what you're doing, especially with me, I realized, a lot of what I was doing was just doing tricks. I had not relaxed enough to just let out my own sense of humor. All I was doing was like trying to calculate how to trick them into laughing. Right. You know, I hadn't really figured out what was funny. All, I was just, I was coming from a real weird place. I was Sound coming from a place of, what's the matter? Sound just went off or something. We up? Yep. Did you tweet it as me too? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Did you put it on Twitter? It's on your Twitter. Red oh, Band Dash Studio. Okay, so we're on right now? Yeah, on Red Band Dash Studio. Where the hell is your, no, I got it yet. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously the New World Order does not want us talking about stand-up comedy. It's a very dangerous subject, and the information that we have leaked in this broadcast, this confidential information, may be bad for America. We're back. I don't know what the fuck happened. We got forced off. Got forced off the air, yo. Because we're giving out secret information about the government. <laughs> government came through. They called while we were off. Tommy, what's your take on conspiracies? Any any crazy conspiracies that you believe in? Mm. 
Is there anything you believe in that people go, what the fuck is wrong with you, Tommy? Yeah, like, I'll be like, money makes you happy. Wow. What a bunch of bullshit that is. That's hilarious. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not rich, and I'm fucking the happiest guy you'll ever meet in your life. He's a very happy guy. Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, George Carlin uh, did an interview where he was talking about uh, the key to happiness is find something that you love to do, do it well, and have people recognize you for it. You know, and um, it was a, it was a pretty interesting interview because it was dead on the money. You know, I mean that's that is really like the key to happiness. Like, even if you, even if you're making really good money, doing something you don't like to do, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even if you're making great money, like as a, as a, a stockbroker or a banker, that shit eats away at your fucking soul. Nobody wants to be doing that. You can never be thrilled to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's like there. I mean, there are serial killers who really enjoy doing that, you know? Yeah, supposedly, right? Yeah, so... But who knows what the fuck that is. But, you know, it's like... To, to really be happy, you know, the, the real problem is no, not everyone can fucking do what they want to do. We'd have a whole world full of uh, Air Force fighter jet pilots, right. mixed martial arts fighters, right. comedians, and, you know, and, and billionaires, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's going to have to be regular folks, too. There's going to have to be people that, that abandon those ideas or, or family is more important to them. Or, or some aren't capable either, right? Yeah, there's, that too. But that's, that's a thing that people don't want to look at like as if there's like real inherent potential in people. You know, everybody wants to think that everybody's equal. But that's not true. I'm, I'm very dumb when it comes to math. Like my brain, it's oh, like yeah. never, I never paid attention in high, in high school. And when people start talking math... I have like a block. My brain just glosses over. The exact over. same way. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think part of it's even self-imposed, right? Like, yes. we're not as bad at math as we think we are. Right. But because the whole, everything that we think of with math is scary, we just, you actually try less in math because you, you're already scared of it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I should, I've failed every level of math. Yeah, me too. And, and you know what? The funny thing is, almost everybody I know that's a really good comic has the same problem. Bad at math, really? Yeah, I don't know any comics that are like math geniuses. It's like a different mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. That's like just guessing, though, you know? Because I had a friend, my friend Johnny B, who was a pool player. Um, that guy easily could have been a stand-up comedian. He just, nobody talked to him. You know, there's, there's a bunch of guys that I've met in my life that could have really easily, Eddie Bravo, Eddie Bravo could have easily been a stand-up comedian. There's a bunch of dudes that are just real good storytellers, they just know how to make everybody laugh, and all they were missing was someone talking them into going on stage. Yeah. yeah. There's so many guys like that. But that guy was a mathematical genius, and he was, uh, he was a pool player, like a professional hustler. And he was, he was so good at math, he could like, just yell numbers at him, like yell 392 minus 5 divided by 4 times 100. He would go... 226. He would that, just have the number. That really freaks me out. It was crazy. Yeah. He could do it. He could do it with everything. We would sit there with a the calculator and we would fuck with him. And he was, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm so good at pool. He was he was amazing at judging angles. Like, he, he could see it geometrically. He would see a pool table. He would see the paths, you know? And that's a, that's another mathematical thing. You know? Are a lot of good pool players good math? There's know, a bunch of guys who are. Mathematicians or Yeah. The guys who have, like, a real natural talent for it. Like, as good as I ever played pool when I was playing pool, like, eight, ten hours a day, I was always never near as good as, like, really good guys. And my friend Johnny was, like, as good as, like, when he was on, he could play as good as anybody I've ever seen. 
Really? Yeah. It's a, t it's a talent. You know, there's a certain amount of it is hard work and dedication, but there's a certain, there's a, in every now and then, whether it's in music or in, you know, in, you know, sports, every now and then there's hard work comes along and, and runs into a talent. You know, and you see someone who's got something, just some natural, incredible gift, and on top of that, they work hard with it. You know, that's that's like the type of shit. You that's feel. the real amazing thing. Yeah. Like somebody is that talented, and yeah. they're still working really hard. Yeah, like like fighters, like B.J. Penn is a perfect example of that. Here's a guy who's super hyper talented, but his his big problem was he never really trained like the most obsessed guys do. I mean, yeah. he trained hard, no doubt about it, but. There's a certain level of fitness. These fucking crazy monsters, these George St. Pierre's, these these savages. They're yeah. they're, they're on this in, insanely high level of fitness, and you know. And finally, BJ is training just like those guys are now. So now it's incredible. And you see, a guy with talent, and on top of the talent, now you have dedication, and hard yeah. work too. It's amazing too if you look at like, like uh, all sports. I know there's at least a couple guys in every sport that some of them. Were known for not working hard. Yeah, but they were so yeah. talented. Like yeah. someone, I think, told me one time. Every sport like, has guys like Pete that. Sampras. I mean, everybody knows Pete Sampras. Mm -hmm. Like apparently, I think it's him. Like uh, if it's not Pete, I'm sorry, but I think it's Pete. Pete that that Sorry, like they said like didn't really train <laughs> and the guy had like what? every Grand Slam title. That's like, incredible. He was basically unbeatable for a stretch of years. You he know? um he married a, a a chick that I did a, a pilot for a TV show with. God, I wish I could remember her name. She was super cool. She was in oh, that Adam Sandler movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget Bridget her name. Bridget Wilson? I think that's right. Is that? No. No? That... Remember her name? Oh, I feel I like a dick. I can't remember her name. She was very nice, though. Yeah. That, that, that guy was a super name. tennis player, and he didn't train? I think they said that, like, that's it's not insane. that he didn't train. It's just, like, not a hard worker. Isn't know? it funny, like, that black women have made it to tennis with the Williams sisters? When, when are we going to see, like, yoked-up, running-back-looking tennis players? You know, dudes like Herschel Walker type tennis players who just bam, just fuck that ball up. You know what I mean? Like those guys are coming. I mean, all they have to do is like get into tennis, and all these white guys are fucked. You know? If you, I mean, that's just that's just how it's gonna go down. If any, if ever there's like a, a path for inner city school kids to get good at tennis, oh, the, the, the right. only reason over, tennis dude. is a rich person sport, man. Yeah. Who the fuck is playing tennis? Where where's the tennis court? Right. You know, if you go to a tennis court in a bad neighborhood, that's where people fight. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, you get black kids really into tennis, holy shit. It's over. It's over. It's, it's a wrap. Over. It's yeah. a wrap. It's totally What, are you going to move faster than them? I wonder why that hasn't happened for real, though. You know? What? I wonder why that hasn't happened for real, though. You know? I don't know. You know, it's funny that for somehow or another that that's perceived as being racist, that when you talk about black athletes, like that black athletes are some of the best in all sports. There's great white, white athletes. There's great, like George St. Pierre and, you know, Brock Lesnar. There's, there's freak athlete, athletes that are white, too. But, man, there's a lot of great black ones. Holy shit. Bobby yeah. Buckeye says when Venus and Serena have kids. God damn. <laughs> Venus and Serena, what kind of... You imagine if Venus and Serena had kids with Bobby Lashley. You know who Bobby Lashley is? Mm -mm. He's this super yoked up wrestler dude who uh, is fighting mixed martial arts now. He looks like looks like like a, a like a like one of those little He-Man action figures. Doesn't even look like a real human. He's just fucking super yoked and smashing dudes, just picking them up, slamming them on their backs. He's a super powerful wrestler. Him and Serena Williams. Oh my god! No, I think it's even crazier when people say that'd be insane. If they say, like that. Uh... That blacks aren't great athletes. Yeah, that would be. That's well, much this more guy. Absurd than I had a, a, a little Twitter conversation back and forth with this dude last night. He said that me and Goldberg 
ovaries refer to uh, black people as explosive and athletic when they were describing a black fighter. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that could be perceived as racist because you're not counting into the fact that they're very technical as well. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. You know, we always count into effect whether a guy's are technical. Like when you look at a guy like Phil Davis, is this wrestler who just fought in the last UFC. He wasn't just explosive and athletic. He's like a high-level wrestler. You know, his technique was outstanding. And the way he took these guys down was like almost effortless. You know, I mean, he's so good at wrestling. And the guy he fought, this guy Brian Stan, you know, had good takedown defense. But this dude is so all around so good how could you not say he's explosive and athletic that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. that is exactly what he is and they want you it's to not that he's that. yeah it's not that he's not technical too but come on man that guy has some freak gifts his legs are like fucking 10 feet long they look like like almost like like an antelope's legs right? you know what i'm saying like yeah. he looks like he could just, when he was out there standing in front of the dude i'm like he looks like he could jump over him like, <laughs> he looks so powerful you know, and like Brock Lesnar is another one. That's a perfect example of a white guy. How can you not say that guy is uh, is like athletic? How can you not say he's explosive? He's and he's white and he's a just a fucking giant yeah. v- Viking dude. You know, he's got Viking genetics or some shit in him. You know what I'm saying? He's an animal. Fuck yeah! yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just real. Like that's like the 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 most savage that America's capable of producing. <laughs> That's is, pure yeah. American power genetic right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get, like, a lot of, like, especially, like, with uh, with slavery in, in America. I mean, so many, I mean, it's, like, something that you're not supposed to talk about for whatever reason, but it's a known fact that slaves would breed the biggest males or the biggest females. And, I mean, how many African Americans in this country come from slavery? Like, God damn, it's, 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 a real, it's a real obvious thing. That's the reason why there's so many really powerful, strong ones. It's almost like genetic engineering. It's absurd to not recognize that there are more explosive, yeah. athletic... But that's a good athletic. thing. Like, how yeah, could that possibly be... I mean, but how could that possibly be, like, negative? Like, you're... Like, of course. In some ways, true. people are saying, like, well, you're it's making true. excuses for them. You're saying they're better than people because of that, and it's not because of technique. But that's just you. You're putting that in your own head. Yeah. Um, I would never say that, you know? And there, there are guys that are explosive that aren't that technical, but, you know, that's just because that's how they are, and there's guys that are, you know? It's like... You got to be honest mm-hmm. about when when it comes to sports and any anything like everyone's so touchy feely with this whole black white issue. You know, we're all human beings, folks. But it's it's very obvious that Chinese guys don't have bigger dicks than black guys. I mean, everybody fucking knows it. You you couldn't argue it in court. Yeah. You know, if you if you pulled out all the black dicks and all the Chinese dicks, it would be a simple. I would bet every fucking dollar I have On that the, the black, black guys would win. Right? They would beat the, 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 the Chinese dicks would be crying. Every now and then you think you got a big dick until you p- tune into you porn and there's some dude, and I'm not talking fake rubber dicks, Brian. I know what you're thinking. I'm talking real dicks. There's dudes with real dicks that look like fucking arms. Like Mandingo? Yeah, they're real dicks. They aren't holding on to it. It's not strapped on. Their balls are shaved. This is his real giant dick and he's fucking right. the shit out of this poor little white runaway. And this girl with a, like a bad tattoo on her ass and he's. And, that's intimidating, bro. Mandingo's dick actually looks <laughs> like a like a weapon that he could like use like in a fight or like to get you to like give him money. Like that guy's dick yeah. really looks like it looks like a fist. Have you seen Lexington Steel? Oh yeah. This is yoked up black dude. So you guys He's got a dick like dick fourteen inches here. long. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a song, man. We're Goodness. talking reality here, people. Did you see what's taking over Twitter? The new thing? No, I was just going to talk about John Holmes' dick, though. This is very important. The last big white guy with a big dick was John Holmes, known for his big dick. Who else has been known for a big giant? Not like... Pretty much. Yeah, not the same. He's got a big dick, but it's not ridiculous. John Holmes was a monster. It was a snake. 
but the dude could never get fully hard. Right. It was always like he's all he was all jacked up on whatever the fuck he was doing at the time. Did you ever see that movie that, where Val Kilmer played him? Pretty yeah. interesting movie. Right? Yeah. The guy, was, the guy uh, was a mess, but it was never like a never like a weapon. You know. Yeah. No. No. This these things whatever. <laughs> look, black guys, you can run faster and jump higher, and you have bigger, scarier dicks. That's a fact. I mean, it's to say to act like it's not true, and those dicks are terrifying. It's a stereotype, Tom. Stereotype. Yeah. You shouldn't you shouldn't support those stereotypes because there's a lot of black yeah. guys out there with little dicks and they don't want to get along with their woman and pull it out and have all these high. Sure, expectations. it's just not the color. Like if it was a the same black guy would be white. Would it just be like creepy river dick? It wouldn't even be big. It would just be like creepy river dick. Creepy river. What dick? is a creepy what river? What the fuck dick? are you talking? About? What is that? I don't. Oh I've never God, heard. That. He got too high. I'm gonna have to shut his camera off. Right, there's settings here. Did you see the new thing though that's taken over Twitter? No. Uh, the Google Buzz. Have you been kind of uh, tester that yet? No. What is that? It's uh, pretty much Google's taking Twitter and embedding it into Gmail. Jesus fucking Christ. And, they're savages. Yeah, I just started it. And oh my it's, God. It never just, ends. It's going to take over Twitter. God damn it. I was hoping that Twitter would be it. I would hope, I would hope no. we could stop. But, but you know what? Here's the thing, man. Google's taking over the universe. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be internet service providers now. Google's going to install their own pipes in neighborhoods. These gigantic fucking one gigabyte pipes. These fiber optics that like get you... You, know, you can download porn on the moon in like, you know, fractions of a second. You know, they're, they're doing some nutty shit, man. They own everything, man. Google Maps, Google Voicemail, Google Mail, Google everything. They're taking it's, over. It's crazy. Actually, the takeover's begun. Yeah. It, could you imagine if we find out one day that what Google was was... Everybody was saying, well... If there is artificial intelligence, you know, when artificial intelligence eventually manifests itself, like, will it even let itself be known? Or will people just go about their lives not knowing that artificial intelligence is alive and conscious? And while artificial intelligence is trying to plot what, what to do and how to take over the situation. Well, if computers were intelligent, wouldn't they start up a company that would just buy up everything and own, own you? Have your accounts where you do your, you can do Google purchases where you buy things with like a Google account and you got Google Mail, Google Maps, which shows where you fucking live. You know, you got Google everything. You got in your Google voicemail, it's, it's, it's documenting everything that you say. It's making like little, little uh, transcriptions of every voicemail that gets left on you. What well, you hear that they're got, Google's going to try to do their maps, but inside of buildings. That's their next thing. Jesus. So like if, if you're like, Christ. I want to know where that pot store is. Oh, there it is. I want to see what it looks like inside. Oh, that's crazy. And you crazy. just walk through the store. There's and a, they just yeah. announced uh, a couple of days ago that they, they have all these ski uh, things. So now you can go down ski mountains on Google Maps. It's already on Google Maps right now. Can you like, imagine yeah, if, so you can go to any if Google was really artificial intelligence just slowly consuming oh, society? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? No pres- the president was a robot? Well, the people, the, the, like, <laughs> at the very top, like, no one's met the boss, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, the right. boss is fucking, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Right. You know, it's a, a fucking computer, man. Right. Could you imagine? It's just the bad guy from Inspector Gadget with a cat. Like, how, did, what, how does it work? It, what, what would you think would happen if there was a moment where artificial intelligence became independent? They, they were able to operate and sustain themselves without any human action. They had a set, system set up of checks and balances where they could always make sure that they would stay awake. They would always make sure the power was on. They had robots that they were controlling that could, you know, manipulate everything and do what they wanted them to do. At that point in time, when do we find out? How? Because that's going to happen, right? I mean, if it's, it's possible, it's going to happen. 
Well, if it hasn't happened, if the, if you know, with with Moore's law and with you know the exponential increase in you know accelerating increase in, in complexity when it comes to technology, it's it's gonna it's not gonna stop right here. It's gonna keep going. It's gonna keep going in the same direction it's going right now. Will we be enslaved at that point, though? Oh, Again. dude, don't do that to my cat. She gets she freaks out when people like like do weird shit with her, like hold her in front of things, and she'll go pee somewhere. Right, right, right. You can't do that, man. She loves attention, but. You fuck with her, she'll shit in your bag. She loves me. Do you think? <laughs> do you think though that like it'll be? Will we all be Google slaves though? I'm wondering, man. Skynet. Google's gonna take over the goddamn universe. Yeah, Skynet. How do you use? By the way, have you used the other search engines? Google is Skynet. Why don't they just I've, change it? I've been, trying, I've been actually trying to use Bing. Lately. Is it? Is it good? It's all right. It's better than Yahoo. I mean, who or who uses yeah, that? Yeah. What anymore? happened? How did Google <laughs> just become such? Yeah. Uber cyber pimps. They had the basic color graphic, and that's all it was. Remember when you first went to Google? Yeah, but that's not why they're so successful. Why are they so successful in hitting like all these major markets? It's like they made a brand name, and they once once they made that brand name, all the other versions of what they do were diminished significantly. Like I don't know what the numbers are. It's like Yahoo searches to Google searches, but everybody I talk to, when you have a question, you go Google that shit. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, oh why why is the sky red on certain nights? When the it sunsets, let's, let's Google that shit. Night, yeah. Bam! You know what is that? Oh well, that's the moisture in the air combined with you know the fucking rotation of the Earth, and you're only getting the corona. Blah 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 blah. blah. That's fascinating shit, man. They, we didn't have that when we were kids. We were just stupid. This is a fantastic time to be alive. Oh, it's great you can ask any question that thing. Right until Google best, fucks us in the ass. Yeah. Right until Google shuts the whole system down, takes over. I just really want the next big thing to be. Everything you see is recorded, type thing. What? Why you know would what you mean? want that, bro? Because You're there's a freak, just so many times it. where I'm just like, like I walked out the other night and I saw a shooting star, and it was the biggest shooting star I ever saw. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck! I wish I saw that. Like, just show that to somebody else. Right. You know? But then you would rewind it, and it would get to the part where you were beaten off earlier that day. Right. Like, oh, sorry, I went too far. <laughs> and you had two fingers up your butthole, and you're making scissor motions with your fingers, uh, and you're beating it. And I have, I'm forced to see that too. Do you think it's going to be something like where you're going to put like these like contact lenses in that are like a computer or something that goes over your eyes? There's going to be some sort of a neural interface. There's going to be something that connects people's minds and the whole system of recording and consciousness in your mind and connects that directly to a computer. Yeah. That's that's what's going to happen. It's going to be there's going to be you're going to have a, a way to access other databases. And I, this is what I think it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be they're going to come up with an artificial brain. They're going to reproduce the human brain. And I mean, once they get to the point where they can do that, once they get to the point where they can they can literally create or recreate a human mind and 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 have all its functions mapped out and do it correctly. Like that that, that, that seems like nonsense, but that shit's just a matter of time. They're going to be able to do that eventually. And when they do, god damn. I think we'll have finally something, though, that we've always wanted, like flying cars by then. Uh, well, it'll be crazier than that. It'll be when they have an artificial brain, and they know exactly how the brain works. They know exactly how to interface with your brain. They, I mean, it might be possible to interface with your brain with a frequency that you could transmit through the air. But will people have to do anything at that point? It might be like Wi-Fi, man. You might not have to do anything like yeah. biologically to your brain. Yeah. What I'm saying is they might figure out a way to tap into the very fucking frequency that your brain operates under. You got mad ants It everywhere. sounds like, what's well, because of you, you dirty bitch? They hate you. They're coming to kick your ass. I do have ants. I got an ant problem. Um, they're like all over this carpet. 
Yeah, well, nobody gives a fuck about that out there in Ustream land, bro. That's not Whatever, fascinating. Are you? I was going to talk about ants for a while. Um, so, you know, what is going to happen? That's the big question. What the fuck is it going to be? What is what is going to be this this big change that, uh, that, that, that takes us from where we are today? I think it's going to be something like that. I think the next big jump is going to be something where we can directly access information. You know? Like... You know, they make maybe they could even try it in a town, you know, and one town will volunteer for it, and the whole fucking town becomes telepathic, you know, like they have this frequency they can broadcast it like like a Wi-Fi type signal, and the Wi-Fi type type signal is hooked to some sort of uh, some sort of a machine or something that can can take brain waves and connect them and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Translate them. Uh, into binary code, into ones and zeros, into the information from the internet. And then it can transmit it right back into brainwaves. So you can access things without doing anything, without having any chips in your brain, without having any wires. If they could get to the point where they could figure out how to transmit something that your brain could automatically and instantly produce. I, th I think Google Goggles is a pretty good step too, being able to take a picture of anything and it's like, it's like Google search for photos, you know, right. you can just walk around and be like, what's this bird? And right. it brings you up everything about that bird. And right. I think that's going to be good, too. Cause then yeah. You have to have, like, competing yeah. companies doing all that shit, though, right? Yeah. And it can't yeah. be that we all get it from one source. Right. right. That's kind of That's crazy. a problem. Yeah. I mean, do, do Google has a good reputation, though, right? I don't know. I think it's a, but, a, but also it's a really aggressive, like, company. Yeah, I mean, well, they, obviously, yeah, shit, yeah. they're taking over the goddamn world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, I used to really like Google, but now I'm getting kind of freaked out by them lately. Really? It's just about the information that they have. They're growing me, in power. You know? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, growing we're pretty much trusting a website with a lot of information. A lot. <laughs> almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, they have my I mean, credit card. They, they know where you money. live, bro. They, yeah, got they, you. they got a map of your fucking house. It's really weird, right? They, I have a phone in my pocket that has me GPS everywhere I am in the whole entire world. Maybe Google, time. maybe Google is step one, and then you know, step two is you have to buy the certain cell phone, stick it up your ass, and go back in time. It's the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> it is the goddamn Dharma Initiative. <laughs> I'm not even excited to watch Lost. I got that shit DVR'd. I'm not even excited to watch it. It wasn't a good episode. Last week bored the shit out of me, man. Last week it was like, oh, like we're going back in time. Oh, and then the bomb. And here we go. Oh, look, this is crazy. They're in this time. But are they in that time or this time? Where are they? Right. This guy, this guy, Nick Yusuf, said it best. The last episode, the last 90 seconds is all they needed for the whole episode. Yeah. You know, it seems Did to me like... It? I didn't. It was a brilliant show that is impossible to keep up. You know, it's impossible to keep people strung along and fascinated oh, for I so many it years. Oh, I love it Do you? It's just so slow. That, but like, the, the same people are writing it. After a certain point in time, you don't think the well's dry? No. You don't I, think... I thought it was dry, like, maybe the third season. Well, maybe they're just go. setting a bunch of things up, and it'll be worth it yeah. in the future. I watched the whole first three seasons, or whatever the hell it was. I watched them all on DVD. So I watched them all in a row, which was awesome. No commercials. Yeah. You, you watch two, three in a row. It's fun. That, that was great. Were you hooked the first time you saw it? Uh, I actually caught up like he did, but I started like at season two and just went all through one and two. I get hooked on shows, man, then really I get bored. Hooked. Like, I, uh, Battlestar Galactica, I loved that show. That show was incredible. I couldn't get in on that. Till the last season. The last season, I was like, I don't care anymore. You know, it wasn't that it was it was bad. It was just after a while, it's just like... lost interest. 
did I didn't I didn't have enough invested in it. It's like you're if you, if you're they're building a show towards a certain conclusion, you know, and then they have a new conclusion. Oh, all of a sudden we're on a planet. And, oh, okay. What well, what? How's this gonna work out? After a while, you just lose interest. Yeah. It's like you've been dragged. The drama's been dragged out of you. You know, a, a series. I think it's very difficult. Like there's, when there's a quest. You know, when there's a quest to find like the new Earth. You know, that's good to motivate you through a few episodes, but. To keep that going, like as a series, and to, to stay interested, I think that's hard to do. I think there's kind of something like, even though you're not getting as much, there's something great about those series that make like a short season, like some of the HBO ones. You know, they don't do like a 22 episode thing, right? And they can keep you if if their season is six, 12 episodes, you can stay much more hooked yeah. on what they're doing, and it raises the quality of those. Yeah, you know. But when you watch like a a series. Yeah, well, like, you know, if you're watching, like, they have 22-episode seasons or sometimes more than that, uh-huh. like, 40-episode seasons yeah. for some shows. It's hard to keep that compelling. 40? Who has 40? I don't know. I South Park, maybe, or something? Yeah. But, like, you know, like, when you watch, did you watch, like, the original, I mean, it's not a drama, obviously, but the original uh, Office on HBO, those yeah. were six episodes. I seasons. never watched it. Did you, did yeah. you watch oh, it? Good. I haven't watched that one either. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. It's amazing. It's real hard for me for whatever reason to to watch comedies, like especially when I'm on my own. Like I watch them with friends, or you know, I I don't like sit down by myself. And like when I watch a movie, it's always almost, almost always monster movies. I'm always watching like some werewolf movie or some even shitty ones. Like I watched Stephen King's Night Flyer the other night. It's a terrible vampire movie, but I like it. It's fun, stupid. Yeah, I don't watch that many comedies. I don't, I don't watch comedies by myself. Yeah. But that yeah. one was, was given to me. And it's really if I'm good. alone, I'm watching like documentaries or you know or shit like that. If I'm gonna watch something fiction, I want it to be completely stupid. I've I've given up on like you know artsy movies. Like you told me about the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. 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 I, I I keep like thinking about watching it. I'm like. Don't. I mean, no. Actually, do just because I would like to see what you think about it. I just can't believe all these people are praising it. Dude, so war movies freak me the fuck movie. out. It's all right, but yeah. it's just like mission to mission to mission yeah. to mission. Some <laughs> people know? love it, man. Some people love it. People love that. I saw Precious the other day. Oh, yeah. How was it? It's chick's hot, right? She's super hot. Yeah, she's super hot. She can wrestle. Like Tyson she can fight. Mm. She's. It's. It's the. It's just like just. It's <laughs> the movie's basically. Oh, this sucks about your life. And then this sucks, and this sucks, and this sucks, and then it ends with the worst thing ever, and you're like, cool, that's the movie. I don't like that feeling, man. You know, people will tell you that you're not deep because you don't enjoy being depressed, you know, you don't enjoy... I I don't want to go somewhere if you're going to manipulate my feelings. And, I mean, that's all you're really doing. I mean, are you... I guess some movies raise awareness for certain causes, and some movies make you think about things a little bit different, but... I don't need to be depressed, all right? If I want to watch a documentary on something, I'll watch it. But if you're going to make some shit up, yeah. make it fun for me, okay? Yeah, I know. You know? I like, I like fucking, I like vampires. I yeah. like werewolves and shit. I'm looking forward to Benicio Del Toro this weekend, The Wolfman. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking cool, forward yeah. to it. I like, I like shit that's fun. You don't have to depress me with child molestation and you know, yeah. abuse and I don't know, like that they, drug yeah, addiction. I don't need to I don't say like that. the idea that we have to reward... Uh, something that really does depress you just because it depressed you. Yeah, you know I mean, when they're like, this movie film. is awesome. Like, it'll depress the shit out of you. And then when it does, you have to go, you're right, that was awesome. Like, yeah, why is that is awesome? That? 
And yeah, yeah, what is that? What is that? Why why are those the better ones? How come the ones that make you laugh are like, oh, that's no big deal. It's yeah. only making you laugh. Right. But the ones that make you like feel like shit? Yeah. Like I remember I saw tw- 21 Grams. We were talking about this once. When I saw 21 Grams, it's this fucking movie where at, it's, at the end of the movie, I'm like, I don't want to go to one of these movies ever again. This movie made me feel like shit. Was yeah. it well done? Yes, it was yeah. well done. But why is seeing that good? Right. Why exactly. is even? I know that that shit happens in real life. You know, I watch documentaries. If that's where I'm gonna get my real life from. If I want to get a movie, I don't want to be depressed. I want to have some fun. I go to movies. I got a plenty of things going on in my own life. You know, yeah, exactly. when I, I want to escape. I want to escape in a good way. I want to escape and have some fun. Sure. I want to escape and see some silly shit. You know, I want to escape and see something fun. I don't want to get depressed about heroin addicts. And, ugh. I know. I know that's real. I don't care. Yeah. You can't thanks. fix that. 500 Days of Summer was another really popular movie, that, but it was just the same thing. It was just I like, saw the plane, yeah. It was a... It's like bummer after bummer after bummer. What is that that chick movie that is uh, the number one movie Dear now? Dear John. Dear John. From the notebook maker. Yeah. That's wow. number one? Yeah. I heard it was just... That's a pretty goddamn good-looking couple. <laughs> Those two should go right into porn. Why are you fucking around, you know? They should have a... a that's that's going to be what happens one day. They're going to have two versions of the movie. They're going to have the cinematic version and the porn. Someone's going to go crazy. And they're going to make like an avatar with porn. And that's going to be an option. You can get this, the family-friendly G-rated PG version oh, yeah, where there's no right. fucking... Nice. Or you can get the full-on X. And they're not extra. fucking like just for just so that you could beat off to it. It's not like you know like a bunch of scenes, like a compilation tape. No, there's a story, and then the story, they fuck, and you're yeah. going to get to see it. Yeah, That's going to be, gonna be possible. Yeah. The first couple, like these Dear John couple, it's going to be some real... Real attractive couple. Right. They're gonna do it. They're gonna make it. This is it's, it's art. Gonna be in 3D it's too. the real. I was living that life. I, he was my John. He went away. He came back. We made love. I loved him. I was in the role. And then they're gonna have like badass. That'll be a great yeah, fucking like, movie to see. Three yeah. D sperm. It, but the rest of it is like still a really good movie. Three D sperm. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be in three D. No shooting it. You, you shoot it inside her if you love her, bro. How dare you? <laughs> This is, you gotta make this it rain. Is, no, 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 dude. This <laughs> is not sweet. a porno for you to jerk off to. This is love, you fucking asshole. You ruined everything. Yeah, man. Ruin everything, dude. <laughs> Talking about Avatar you. porn, the love version. Yeah, how dare you, Brian? How fucking dare you? That's what I have to say to you. Now, let's see if, because I never go to these goddamn questions. Let's see if there's any. 500 Days of Summer was good, yeah, but it was also like the most depressing movie. It was like, why are we watching this? It's what is uh, 500 Days of Summer? It's some chick flick that I was forced to watch. Hold on, let me shut this door. Um, 3D Playboy's what's coming? Actually, Playboy's not coming anywhere. I think Playboy's about on the way out. Just watching that Playboy reality show, you could just tell they're hurting for money. They have Ryan. a show? Did you uh, hear there was a story in the paper about that, that the uh, stockholders are mad at Mr. Hefner? Because Mr. Hefner apparently is, uh, he doesn't want to sell the company. And even though there's been uh, some, a couple of good offers to sell the company, he, uh, he hasn't accepted them. And he just wants to Oh, he wants to life. take it to his grave. Yeah, and yeah. why shouldn't he? Take it to the grave. Well, I mean, if that's what he can do, why wouldn't he do that? Yeah. He knows the end is near. Of course. He's got a few years left. What is he doing? He's going out having a good time. It's like Fred Flintstone. He'll make your bed rock. Why is it? How oh, dare you, Brian? How dare you? That was so terrible. You don't have terrible. anything to throw? Brian, I wish I had a rock. <laughs> that was terrible. 
you know, this that, that whole uh, Hugh Hefner thing is uh, such a weird thing, man. You know, that one one dude figured out a way how to make like pornography acceptable. <laughs> it really is. Right? To don't show don't show their pussies. Show everything else. Don't show. Don't get crazy. You know, have her bent over, and you can see like a little lip, but nothing. No fingers spread. You know, like no, no both hands pussy shots. Ah. Why can't you just? Why can't you show the pussy? Why can't you show like a girl with her legs pulled back, like looking at you, showing her pussy? Why is it okay if I can only see part of it? You know, is, is the inner part evil? Like, what, what are you hiding from me? There's danger. You know? there. Look at Tara Reed in that last episode, or issue of Playboy. We it got like, it, what? dude. Yeah, it was just like, what? It was Avatar. some bad boobs? But no, like, it was really? Avatar. It wasn't yeah. even her. Yeah, it was like airbrushed boobs. Dude, it wasn't even airbrushed. It was Avatar. But why would you pay money for that? That's what I'm saying. Is like, why didn't why, we pay money? Why is that business? It's still in business. Well, we were stoned, and we were at the hotel. And no, I'm saying, well, why would people buy that? Because people you know? are idiots. Oh, I see your tits. You ever see that Tara Reed? I'm with your tits. And they buy it. I mean, or the articles. That's the other argument, is that they have good articles. But I don't know if they have good articles. I think that's just an urban myth. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, at one point in time, they had good articles. I know that because there was a book that I bought a long time ago. It was a bunch of interviews with uh, Playboy interviews, and it was really fascinating. And one of them was Sinatra, and I never realized Sinatra was so fucking smart. Sinatra was, like, really smart. And I found out this from this book of Playboy interviews. It was pretty fascinating. But it was more really about what Sinatra had to say than it was about the, the guy interviewing him. I, I remember my first dirty joke was from a Playboy magazine in the 70s. Oh, you silly goose. What was it? Uh, why is it? Why is a girl's asshole and pussy so close together? So why? you can pick them up like a six-pack. Oh, Jesus. That was in Playboy? <laughs> like 1978 or something. Pretty oh aggressive God. way to pick somebody up. That's man. painful. I just think about fingernails scraping inside a body parts. And holding up. For that. That's just rude. Then why would you want to pick them up like that? That shit is rude, Brian. How dare you? Wait, Dude. so was, was Terry not naked in this? She was I mean, basically just naked. Just oh. And she was like, she doesn't have any ass. Her ass was, like, was on the witness on protection program. Yeah. Her ass was nowhere to be seen. Her ass Well, except for that vanished. one where she's sitting on the table and like trying to squish her butt to make it yeah, look like she has an ass. but I wasn't buying it. It's so funny. That's okay. Eddie Bravo showed me that move. Oh, that's a famous move. When uh, they don't have an ass, you got to sit on the table. Yeah, that, we were talking <laughs> about that. It's hilarious. Yeah, man, I mean, it's like, you know, at a certain point in time, you gotta go, you know, what are you really showing me? That's not really a picture of someone. It's not really what they look like. I've seen what, what she looks like. That's not what she looks right. like. I swear Why does she look like that? Scarface. Is it like a, well, knife? is it really not her body in the photo? I mean, it's her body, but it's so airbrushed. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like skin doesn't look like you know? that. It's pores. It's not like. You know, and apparently, like, she got in shape and she got her act together, and that's why she wanted to do this. That's what I heard. I, I totally understand that, but. You're, who really wants to see that? Who really wants to see like fake stuff? I would re- way rather see a girl who doesn't look that hot, but she's real. Like, I can see her skin. That's like hotter, you know. A girl that even that isn't in that good of shape, but you know, she gave that a little roll of fat. But you see her real skin. You know what I'm right. saying? That's hot. Right. Like that airbrush shit is not even a little hot. There's nothing no. hot to it's it. Totally you can't time. you can't get past the lie you're being told. It's like the lie is so great. That you're looking at it, you're like, what am I even seeing? I'm not even getting anything from this. You know, it's like it's like fake fire. Like, we're, I don't feel the heat. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing there. You know, I mean, that's what it's like. It's just, they're fucking us. It really does nothing for you, too. Like, when you see that, it just right. it, it loses its effect, you know? Like, seeing the person. And it's like, how can Painted. Playboy still be in business also? Because, like, people look at that, 
And then we go, oh, let's see what this looks like. See what her photos look like. And they'll look at it at the store and be like, ooh, ooh, I'm not buying that. How, how are you people still buying Well, they have a big piece of plastic around the magazine where you can't do that. Yeah, it won't let you look at it. Because if you look at it, no one's going to buy it. And there's always one issue that's okay. Ah, <laughs> I know. There's always one asshole like you. <laughs> have you ever done that? Be honest. No, I yes. actually have never done never. that. I've never done that. How dare you lie. I think when I was a kid, I used to do it to take like the bonus video game that they would put in the, the game game uh, magazines. You know, but I never... I keep telling people that I'm going to answer their questions on my own forum, and I never do. So I'm going to go to that right now just to check it out. Because every now and then somebody, somebody will have a good question. You guys are going to Australia next week. Yeah. Did you like your uh, goat sea uh, flyer I made? Did you even know this was a goat sea on that flyer? No. <laughs> on the crocodile dundee? Oh, is it really? Hit, it goes down and there's a little goat sea on the bottom. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> Okay, a lot of these questions suck. No, they don't suck. It's just I'm a little too stoned to be. Would you ever right desire now. to uh, be a porn star, Joe? Is <laughs> desire to be a porn star? Steve-O says. No, I don't want anybody looking at my penis. I get very insecure. Mm. I just I don't want to think that you're thinking about would fucking you, Tom, me either. If the money was right, would you ever do porn? Nobody would want to see that ever. I would like to see it. I mean, I would do it. Somebody would like to see free. it. What? wouldn't charge you. All right, that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks. We had a good show. We really get with each other. Um, have you, Brian? Everyone's thought about it at one. You know what's so- thought about it at one point. Well, like, what's what, it like to do that? Yeah, I met a lot of gay porn, gay porn stars. <laughs> a lot of I met a lot of Whoa. dudes. I met a lot of dudes who uh, I don't think I've ever met a gay porn star. When webcams first started becoming big, I had sex with this girl on a webcam, and this was before, like, when it was brand new. And I had it. I remember it was like 40 what people. What year was this? <laughs> what year? Maybe I could Google it. Uh, it was like uh, 95, 96. Wow. But I, like, that's what all these rooms were just you people had a webcam in 95? Something like that. 95, 96. Really? So it was like 56K in your streaming? It wasn't, it was probably faster than 56K by then. I think it was really? broad, like first broadband. Hmm. But, uh, like, I remember having sex in, with this girl, and I was more just so I could have. How many people watched it? I, th- I think there was like 50 people in it. But I remember I was like doing it in front of the camera and everything. I never thought like anyone would be able to record it. You never thought it would have gotten this crazy. Like what that was back then. We had such a feeling of innocence back then. Oh, yeah, it was so innocent back then. Well, it was. I would never do it now. Just think about just the feeling of connection that you have with human beings now just because of Twitter. Just because of shit like Ustream. Just because of shit like this. The connection that we have now is nothing like it was back then. It's really hard to imagine that that was only like 14 years ago. It seems like it was like. That seems like a long jump in, in, in human evolution as far as, like, you know, our culture, our technology. It's a pretty big goddamn jump. Yeah. You know? I'm just got no one ever... Just shit like this. You can just do something like this. Just put it on this little social media site and all these people watch it and people download it later and watch it later. Yeah, know? that's incredible, It's man. amazing. That is really, really... It's fucking nuts. I just can't... I still can't get over that you had a webcam in 95. Seriously. Trying, dude, he was, was the original geek, man. Yeah, I was... He's old school, bro. He's like, old school. How big was the webcam then? It was know. pretty big. It actually was a Logitech, and I think it was like about this, about that big. It was just this huge the Logitech Eye. Right? Yeah, it was I something had like that. One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, I had a T1 line in my house in '98. Damn. 
Yeah, I had to get a T1 line installed in my house because I needed fast Here, internet. Here's how fat funny they didn't know about technology. When AOL first came out with instant messaging, where you could type to your friends, kind of like text messaging, they used to have a, a guy's voice that would be like, instant message every time you got a message <laughs> oh so so i'll be like oh hi how's it going hi nice to see you send and then be like, instant message every single and i remember one? like oh the first God. couple months it was okay you know but then it got <sighs> to the point it's 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 and it was like no way to turn oh. it off <laughs> i learned how to type fast from uh typing in like uh irc when we were playing quake and playing you know playing quake to learn how to type fast because you know you, you're you're typing like in real time and having our conversations in real time. Right. You know, eventually that's just going to be straight speech to text. Yeah. Or, or just, speech. just straight speech. <laughs> but the problem with straight speech there is that everybody will be talking over about everybody else. Well, that's I mean, like Xbox Live. That's how it is. You sit there with like thirty people and people are like, well, "I'm gonna kill that bitch." And you're just, it's oh, like it's so great. Weird. It's like so a, it's like a party chat line <laughs> with a bunch of retards. <laughs> well, that's I've how it is. That before. You know, Quake. No, Quake no. is not like that. Yeah. Quake. Um, at least quick maybe the maybe the new ones will be like that but they don't they don't have uh, voice over and i think one of the reasons is because it would they would eat up more bandwidth and it probably make the game yeah. slower does it make the game slower well back then i would think so but nowadays you have 20 megabytes you right know. but up your ups your, ups, only like your upside's half, 2 megabytes two, or one and a half, two. that's still way more than eight. yeah but in quake every goddamn millisecond of ping counts yeah but voice is like 128 like this is, is geek talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> is that a like, game with what like, are these everybody bitches talking about? Huh? Yeah. Is that like a lot of people in, in it's like, like well, some games are at like thirty people in a room. You know? And you can talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whoever's on your team. Right. But everybody talks. Brian, to Brian, do you so. play Xbox Live? I don't play Xbox Live. I used to have a real problem oh, yeah. with Quake. I used to play Quake like eight hours a day. Xbox so I, Live. I've been. Um, I played Quake Two. I started out with Quake Two, but I actually like Quake One better. But then um, nobody was playing Quake One, and then. We played Quake Three. When Quake Three came out, that was the that was probably like the most fun one to play. That was the heyday, the Quake Three, because Quake Three was like more complicated graphically, it looked cooler. It was a combination of one and two. You know, those those fucking games are so goddamn addictive because you you're playing live. You log on if you never played Quake before. You log on. You you know you have all your settings and your computer for like you know your mouse speed and all this jazz. You get comfortable with it. And then you log on and you jump into a fucking three-dimensional world where you have earphones, okay? And in these earphones, you hear sounds to the right. That means someone's to your right. Dudes are shooting at you, rocket launchers and fucking lightning guns. And it's a dark fucking hallway you're running down and dudes are hiding and they're fucking blasting you. It's fun as fuck. It's so fun. See, I'm so surprised that you're not you're into that, but you're not into something like Modern War- Warfare 2. Oh, it's not that I wouldn't be into it. I would love to do it. The problem is, I don't want to get addicted to anything. Yeah. I, I had a real problem getting but addicted to Quake. But I'm wait, sure it's it, incredible. It's, Quake, I mean, that's it's the problem. something you, like, even though you'd get addicted to it, you, yeah, you'll probably get addicted to it. But Fuck, it's so amazing. I don't have any time, man. I don't want to do that. It's I don't like want to waste my time on games. Was Quake a, really? was it yeah. a game system? or was it? Yes. Online? No, it's, a, it's a, for your PC. For your PC. Yeah, you, um, you, know, you know, it's uh, just... You, you had to have like a real good graphics card and all to play it with all the all the fancy shit on yeah. and all the lights. But you could play it at a decent where it would look decent, you know, if your computer wasn't as good. But if you had a good computer and a good video card, 
oh my god, it's staggering. You're in high resolution. You have Dudes would help? explode. You railgun them, and their body explodes in a spray of blood. It's fucking spectacular. Lightning bolts are flying through the air, and the, the shadows, the fucking lightning bolts create shadows in the walls and shit. It's yeah, badass. But, but Modern Warfare 2, you're in something that really looks exactly like LAX. Yeah. And you're sitting there just fucking plowing people down. and there's That's just, crazy. I mean, you're fucking at a Starbucks, Is this and there's a... fucking little mugs that you can break and See, I would rather be a space PlayStation marine. or Xbox? Uh, it's a PC, Xbox, uh, I think it's everything. Everything? The, yeah. thing, the thing I like about Quake is it doesn't even seem remotely real. You know, you're rocket launching. You could rocket jump. Where you take your rocket launcher right. and you point it at the ground and right. jump at the same time. Right. And you go flying through the air. Right. That was my favorite shit to do. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite shit to do, to yeah. go rocket jump. I'd rocket jump the fuck. I just, it was so much fun. Did you do Halo? No, I played Halo for a little bit, but again, I don't want to get addicted to Halo. I never got too much into Halo. It's all right, but Modern Warfare 2 is just fucking, you can't beat This that. guy says Call of Duty is way too slow. That's what I like about Quake. It's so goddamn fast. It's nothing like real physics. It's too slow. Like right, when you're walking down the hallway, hard. you know how you're running, you know, if you were running down a hallway, it would be like this. When Quake, it's like, <laughs> you're <Yeah>. flying. <laughs> you run. Sorry, cat. You cat out. Sorry, cat. Um, you, you, you can fucking run. I mean, you can fly through the air, man. Dudes are flying and jumping left and right. And See, to me, that's just like Twitch gaming. It's just like, yeah. it's like what the fuck's going on? Fucking fun, man. It's fun. I like, I like it realistic. I, I like you're, it you're going into up. this world, like you're going into Avatar world, and then you're just, you think you're playing through this LAX. You know, right, and then amazing. I come in with my rocket launcher and fuck you right in the ass. Yeah, they have rocket Your game is stupid. He jumps yes, over you. A, a, a dude from Quake... There would be no competition if he fought a dude from Modern Duty, Call of Warfare, whatever the okay. fuck you're watching, mm -hmm. whatever games these are. You could take a quick Space Marine and have him fight one of these dudes. See, the Space Marine can take a couple a shots, bro. They have like 150, you know, life points. You, you can't just kill him with one bullet. And he's going to rocket launch you in the fucking head and you're going to explode. That game is dumb. The Quake game is more fun. They're more durable. They have more abilities. Their weapons are way crazier. The physics are like, like they're not even on this planet. It's like they're running across the You're moon. You're talking about an old school game that, that's so outdated right now. How dare you? How dare you say it's outdated? It really Quake will never not. die. How dare you? Quake will never die. Quake 4 is not outdated graphically. That's not outdated. Oh, yeah. Compared to today's games, it's is way outdated. Is it really? Outdated. Quake 4? Oh, it's way outdated really? compared to today's games. John Carmack. <laughs> my brother, please. I'm sorry. Forgive him, for he knows not what he says. No, I mean graphic-wise. Really? It's way out. I don't know. You, you, you could be right. I was watching the Aliens and Predator demo that they showed. The last UFC it was uh, sponsored by Aliens and Predators, the video game. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that looks good. Yeah, but see, even that's like not considered not like, top of the shelf. No. God damn, the graphics are incredible. Yeah, it's I, so I lost. Good. I remember when you used to like when anybody used to be able to tell. What was the most advanced shit? You know, like, I'm saying, like, an amateur doesn't really know what's going on. You'd see something and be like, oh, that's definitely right. the newest, clearly. But now the levels of it, it's, it's too advanced where, like, like, I'm not an expert, but I'm not, like, somebody who's never seen video games. Mm -hmm. I can't tell at all. The differences? I can't tell, like, I'll see something and I'll be like, that looks amazing. And yeah. be like, that's 05s. Right. Like, really? Right. Yeah, the you UFC I mean? game like, that we're, we're working on. turning into a parent. You know, basically, I'm not letting go of my I'm child child in me. I got to make sure I'm up with all the, the shit. Because when we um, went to work for the UFC uh, on the video game, when they showed us the video game, the first time they showed us the video game was Chuck Liddell versus Rampage. And for one second, I looked at it and I went, I don't remember this footage. 
Like, I thought it was a fight. For one, <laughs> one second, I thought it was a fight. I'm like, I've never seen a fight from this angle. Yeah. I was thinking that to myself. And then I went, oh, shit, this is the game. And then once they start moving, I mean, you can pretty yeah, much tell it's yeah. a video game. But it's, it was so much better than I expected it to be. Right. And that was a couple years ago, right? Yeah. They're going to have some shit that looks just like, like a CGI movie. You know? Some of the like new Avatar. games almost really look real. Like, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. What is like, what right now is the newest, most amazing shit? Uh, Mass Effect 2 is pretty badass, but, uh... Is that like a fighting... That's like a role-playing type fighting game. But, um, the one for PS3 that just came out, Uncharted 2, Drake's Fortune, that is like a watching, being in a movie, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Now... If you look at like Avatar, what they did with Avatars, they took the actors and the actors made all the faces and then, and then they put it through a computer and then created these blue right. people. They're probably going to start doing that with video games. They already do that with video games. They, they did do. that with most video games. No, but not like the way they're not doing the, it with Avatar. Not to the, uh, probably the level that maybe Avatar did, but some of the games. They like, map out the facial features oh, yeah. and everything. That's where just it started like, from. It started, I think, from wow. video games. I just played the Tiger Woods Golf 10. And, but and that's like gonna be incredible. Creepy. Yeah, like when they cut to like the him like his face. Yeah, and then and then they they make they like like if he has a bad like if you have a bad shot, then he goes like they have his voice layered into it, obviously. Right. So he actually makes a face. He goes like Tiger. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god! Like it looks like the dude's right there. It freaks you out. Wow. You know? Like you see the sweat dripping off of him and everything. I but, like, feel bad detail. for that dude. There's very few people that I feel bad for in public scandals that are outside of like death. Very few Why would people you feel I feel bad. bad. For him? I feel bad for him because I think the dude um, got drowned on. He got poured on more than any guy in the history of the free world. There's so many white people that want him out of golf because he's just destroying the sport. Because he's pretty much just you can't beat Tiger, you know. So there's so many people that are attacking. He knows that he's got so much money. He's at home, fucking washing his face with money and pussy and stuff. He's you fine. no, he's not at home right now. He's in a sex addiction. Oh, he's clinic. out of that. When did he get out of that? Uh, t- two days ago. So you don't think that that was like painful to him to have this all all the people think, hating on him? I don't think so. I, I mean, oh, sure, dude. I think it's going to be crazy. His whole life was based on his image. His image was all so, they sold it to giant corporations. It was so squeaky. I clean. think I think the main thing he's mad about is his wife finding out and all that stuff like that. But I think if you got in trouble or if you got all this attention for something as being a pimp. I don't think you're going to be like, oh, damn, I slept with a bunch of people. Now everybody knows. That sucks for my wife. I think, <laughs> I think it was very painful. I think you're yeah, wrong. I think, I think you're, you're very much idealizing and not putting a human being in that situation. You put a human being in that situation. No, no, I mean, it, sure, it sucks, but I mean, he Dude, didn't, this, he's never had any negative He's going to jump back ever. from this so fast. It's going to be retarded. Yeah, well, he'll definitely jump back. You know, you know he, golf wants him back more than anything, though, right? He's the best thing for golf, though. Yeah, well, okay. I, think, I think he is to a point, but I don't, every, he wins everything, but, well, but I'm saying, he doesn't like, win everything. He, he doesn't win I mean, everything. He's the best golfer ever, but right. there's, there's guys no, that I beat him. Like, golf, needs him golf needs him like crazy. They're, he's the superstar. Right. I don't know anything Absolutely. about golf. Tell me this. Does he lose? I mean, what percentage he of those things loses, does he win? But and he usually kills. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he plays his best at the highest stake turn, but he, he does phenomenally. I don't know the exact numbers. But so, but, like, he does he, lose, though. He loses. Right, but yeah, he's the most. He wins more than any of the rest. Oh, he wins way more than he ever loses. Yeah. But I mean, he wins more than he loses. Way more, really? Way more than he. Loses. I don't know the exact numbers. He loses tournaments all the time, though. Man. He doesn't win yeah, every tournament. Yeah, but he wins way more. Than he well, wins even, a lot. In pool, even in pool, even in pool, the amazing. very best guys don't always win. You know, in pool especially, uh, pool's tricky. Like they play like race to ten, race to eleven. Like to find out like which guy's better, you really have to play like a race to a hundred. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. like then then the stronger player, their their definite strengths will will overcome. And like whenever you see like like real good guys match up, they match up for a lot of money. There's this uh, website called theactionreport.com. I love watching guys gamble on pool. It's like one of my favorite things to watch because because like- I grew up playing pool. So watching these guys in the actionreport.com, they'll set these dudes up and they'll play for like two or three days, and they have like a race to a hundred, and they'll you know they'll bet like twenty thousand dollars. And, you know, for these dudes, that's a lot of fucking money, man. And they play it out, and it's, it's very exciting, man. If you like pool, but if you don't like pool, it's deaf. What is you know? the, yeah, what is the, what is the site called? It's called the Action Report, theactionreport.com. If you guys it's are all playing. gambling on pool. Super cool guys, too. They, they, they banked all their money into putting together uh, matches. And they, they, it's, the, it's all legal because it's really like a two-man tournament. No, you call it gambling, but it's not. They've set it up as a tournament. It's just oh. a tournament with two guys in it, and they put their entry fee in, and they play for the entry fee. Where did they fee. do it from? Like from like different places, different, places. different pool halls, different you know, different places. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and they oh. they sanction it as a tournament, you know, and you know that way it's it's all totally legal. Like you can play pool in tournaments. Everybody puts in you know hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, whatever the entry fee is. They pool all that money together and they give it to the winner. I mean, it really is a form of. It's just like gambling, you know. I mean, you just. You have to report that money. I have friends that make a living doing that. Max Eberle, he makes a living playing in pool tournaments, you know? Max Eberle just won $3,000 playing up in San Francisco. He's playing a big one in uh, L.A. this weekend. This has got to be boring as fuck for people. (laughs) Johnny Boy 0510 says, Tiger banged those chicks for one reason. He could. Definitely, I definitely think that's the case. I mean, I think the, the, the truth is most people... That looked like that dude, that grew up the way that guy did, and that lived in that guy's situation would probably be just as nuts as he is, and probably fuck just as many of the girls that he fucked. Probably, you'd yeah. go crazy. Yeah. He's he's an amazing athlete, right? An amazing game player, amazing at golf, amazing, right? A very intricate, difficult, complicated game. If he's obsessed with things like that. For sure, if that guy is that good, that he's better than all these other people that are obsessed with the game too, for sure that guy's nuts. You know, you, like you almost have to be to be that good at something. You have to have a level of of concentration. You have to have a level of obsession that for sure is going to bleed over into other areas of your life, into your relationships. You know, if a guy who's a fanatic, you know, who's obsessed with working out, might also be obsessed with fucking. You know, or might also be obsessed with gambling. You know, I mean, a lot of pro athletes have, like, big, big gambling problems. A lot of them. And it's the same thing. It's that obsession with competition. You know, the trying to win, trying to get it. You know, yeah. that, that same mindset it, it transfers over to everything. It transfers over to how you approach arguments. You know, how, how, you, how you learn. You know, whether or not you're, you know, you're honest with yourself. It's a, the guy's, he's got to be nuts. Anybody who's the like the best at, at whatever thing, yeah. I think is nuts to a and, degree. And, and, yeah. and to th- I mean, not a, not a bad nuts. Not like we're no. criticizing people for being amazing. <laughs> we're just saying that almost everybody who's like you know you get to like like um, you know the, the highest levels of any sport. There's something about those dudes. Like okay, here's a perfect example. The everybody thinks the best heavyweight is this guy, this Russian guy, Fedor Emelianenko, mm-hmm. and what he's most known for and. You know, you talk to a lot of people, they'll say he's the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. I think it's probably Anderson Silva, but I could see the argument for it being him. I think GSP and BJ Penn are more likely, because I think they're facing 
Well, it's a tough argument. You know, he doesn't have the best competition over there because he's kind of in a situation where the best guys are fighting in the UFC. So the guys that he's fighting, they're, they're not really totally on his level or they used to be, and now they've slid off a little bit. But he's known for this insane mindset. He's known for his, uh, his ability to just, like, overcome anything and be super calm, like, while he's doing it. You know, that, like, he's in, the, in this, like, zone. He has no, doesn't make any facial expressions, you know, nothing. Yeah. Do you, think, yeah. do you think he's the best, though, or no? Uh, he's one of the best, one of the for best. sure. But there's something about that, the ability to go to war with somebody with, like, a dead face, like, dead calm. Like, for sure there's a discipline to it, and for sure it's something that he's learned over time. But also, he might be crazy as fuck. How Probably. about that? Yeah. How about he, he might be fucking crazy, you know? I mean, he might be so smart and so into you know winning and 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 beating dudes at fighting and so capable of crossing boundaries that others aren't willing to cross that he might just be insane that must might be why he doesn't even get angry while he's doing it he beats the fuck out of everybody and then he's super sweet he draws like cartoons for his daughters and shit yeah you know i think that um probably the most the most vicious guys in business too have the same mentality like the yeah. guys that take over companies and like you know like they have like whoever probably runs Google is probably like somebody who is obsessive and and has like a kill mentality. You know well, I mean? definitely CEOs for corporations. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're they're like hitmen. Have you seen you that, that new show? What a great idea for a show, by the way, where they take CEOs of big companies and then they go undercover and work for the company. Like like that guy from Hooters is going to be the like go to all these restaurants and act like he's a fry cook oh and he's going to work and he's just going to check out everything and, Whoa. and dude it's this awesome this is an undercover show yeah it's where they take the CEO of real companies and make, oh, put them in man. the it's company called, uh, undercover boss yeah undercover boss oh that's hilarious what a great idea it was great that first episode was like uh, waste management the, the biggest waste management company ever it's called WM or WC yeah, waste or, management waste management yeah. And he went down, he was like shoveling shit out of fucking trolley or shit wow. and stuff and everything. And did great. they know that he was that no, guy? No, no idea. They thought it was a regular And worker. then he came back and all the guys that were great work and stuff, they gave him raises, gave him promotions, and it fixed everything they were bitching about. Like they actually awesome. trying to figure out what's... Oh, that's awesome. What is it called? Undercover again? Boss. It's on CBS on Sundays. Yeah. What a great idea. It was really good, actually. That's what really what what's wrong with people, man. What's really wrong with like harshness and, and, and people being insensitive to other people, people that work for them, is that they don't have to live a day in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to. If you did, you would you would be, you know, much kinder. You know, it's so easy to look at like people that are like starving in, in, in foreign countries and you know and all the fucking crazy shit that's going on in Liberia and all these different parts of the world. They're in constant chaos and turmoil and starvation, and you don't you don't feel it because it doesn't affect you. Because on a day to day basis, it doesn't affect you. But if you had to go over there and live like that, just for one week, live like they lived, my God, yeah. you know, we would realize. I like, can't wait to see this Hooters one because I guess it's just like a bunch of managers totally like making the chicks do a bunch of shit they're not supposed to do and stuff. Like, like I, sexy heard, shit. I heard it's bad. Yeah, like, like sexual n- shit. Well, no, well, the, like, on the trailer, the guy goes, the manager's like, "Y'all want to go home early today?" I'll tell his little Hooters girls, and they're like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "You have to play my reindeer games," and then he's making them eat out of plates with no hands, like a beans, so they're like pigs eating out of a trough. Just so they can what? go home the early. CEO of the company, <laughs> the CEO of the, the company companies. is watching. Oh, he can't say anything because he's playing. He's God. playing undercover. Like he's, a, like he's a fucking busboy or something. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so great. Yeah, he's like, the manager's a oh, real pig. That he, God. 
<laughs> wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to see the rest yeah. of it. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, there's some douchebags out there. Oh, my God. That's, Hooters? Could yeah. you imagine, yeah, like, man. why would you want to work at a, at, a, at a place like that? There's You'd a... want to work at a place like that if you're some, well, unless it's a good job. You know, if you're, like, a, a bar manager type dude and they offer you a good job to work at, I don't know what Hooters pays. I mean, maybe they pay really well. But, you know... That's yeah. a that's a weird place to go into in the first place. It's like yeah. you want to go to a strip club, but not really. Right. And you know, you might be with your girlfriend, and she'll come on, we're going to be fun. You want you know? chicken? Have you heard yeah, that yeah, the, the obsession of chicken at the same time? Have you heard that new place on Hollywood Highlands? A new sports club is open where all the girls are dressed up as like schoolgirls. What? No. Uh, yes, they're, they're all dressed up as schoolgirls. Did you this. tell us about this? I, I feel like somebody I told think me Ari about told this. Me this. Here's the thing, man. Even if you That's like, hilarious. even if the idea of that is like cool to you, right. when you go, if you go somewhere like that, you're gonna be like, I feel like an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like having at a bar where they're dressed as schoolgirls, you're not gonna feel right. cool about that. You're right. Like, I had an idea once for a pizza place called Pizza Sluts, where it's <laughs> all pizza delivered by girls in bikinis. Pizza sluts. Wow. Pizza sluts. Yeah, I wanted to put it on Sunset and have, like, super hot chicks. You pay them, like, $50 an hour, and they walk around and, you know, and tips, and then they get tips, and they walk around in a bikini serving pizza. That's a great pizza idea, slots. actually. You should do that. Listen, it's out there. You can have it. Whoever <laughs> wants it, just let me have a, a free piece of pizza, and it's all yours. <laughs> no, man. I don't want to open up any kind of business. People will come up to me with business ideas. I'm like, just stop talking. The best is right you get up script ideas all the time. Yeah. Remember that one dude that yeah. was like a UFC script? You know, it's a company. Yeah, page. and they get mad if I won't read it. And I go, listen, man, I don't have the time to read 90 pages of your shit. I'm not a, an agent and I'm not acting, so I'm not going to read it. Yeah. They get mad. Give me a chance, man. Somebody give you a chance. I'm like, whoa, dude, you're <laughs> asking for an hour and a half of my time. It's going to take me 90 minutes to, to read this stupid thing. And I don't even know you, and I don't want to act. So what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah. Everybody wants someone else to help them. Everybody wants someone else to get get you know get them in the in the door in Hollywood. The, the crazy thing is, I'm not even in the door in Hollywood. I barely exist in this world. I, uh, I I do the commentary for the UFC, which is totally outside of Hollywood. That's sports. I'm a fucking sports broadcaster, you know. And then stand up comedy. Both of them are totally outside. So how am I going to help you get a movie started? Right. What am I doing? You know. When was the last time I, I, I acted in that Kevin James thing? That's the, the only movie I've ever... I did two other movies, and no one ever saw them. One of them, I don't think it ever came out. Maybe it came out like five years after we did it. It was terrible. It's called Venus in Vegas. And another one, I forget what it Frank Bukluski, CI. It was... Uh, it could have been really funny, but the, the CEOs, like, or whoever the fuck they were, the, the, the producers, these, the dude, I remember this dude in cufflinks, and his fat Rolex, like this beautiful expensive watch and this really sweet cufflinks and he had um, uh, what are those straps the fuck are those things called suspenders yeah. had suspenders on and this kid who is the, the lead of the movie is doing the scene and this guy's telling him don't do it like that do it like this like hey what are you guys doing like he is giving line readings this dude was giving line readings to this kid this really funny comedian who was the, the lead in the movie and I was like wow this thing is going to go right in the toilet so it was basically like all these people put all this money up to make this movie, and then they wanted to have a say in it because the kid who was the the lead in it was not that big of a name, right? And they just fucked it up, man. It's fascinating to watch shit like that. That's what makes you like really appreciate comedy, you know. That nobody can fuck our shit up. You just you write it, you grow up, you do it. You it's do yours, it, yeah. you know. No one can tell you to do it this way. 
Don't you appreciate that? Oh, of course, fuck, some yeah, clubs man. do that, though. You get cussed. Well, you mean. you have to work those sometimes. What was that yeah. one that you said? Oh, my you, God. What's that called? Where is it? It's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Yeah. It's, uh, they go, like, they're like, don't curse. And then you're like, What's the place right. called? Uh, juniors. Juniors in what part of Pennsylvania? Erie. Erie? Yeah. Juniors in Erie. They go, uh, No swearing. No swearing. They go, don't, like, whatever, this is a clean show. And you're like, all right. And then, like. In case you forgot six more times before you get up, hey man, don't forget. And you're like, no, I heard you the first five times. And then like after the show, they're like, but didn't you suggest something? Like, didn't you, did you make a joke about like tits or something? And you're like, no. And you're like, somebody said you did. And you're like, <laughs> no, I think I said something about like my. I just said I looked like I have a breast or something. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, just try not to lean. So like, don't even like. To say something that's suggestive or could be perceived as, you know, and you get a speech about it and you're like, wow. For how much? Uh, I get like 100000 for like four shows. <laughs> Damn, man, that's awesome. Uh, for not a lot. How, but how for crazy is that, that, that they hire comics and want them to, well, I guess as long as the comic like does that normally, as yeah. long as like you advertise yourself as doing a squeaky clean show, then I can understand that. Well, you know, but they, you're just... They hired this guy too. Did they hire you under those circumstances or under that they uh, hired agreement? Me asking, can he do? Can he be clean? Oh, okay. So right. you took the gig. I took the gig. Oh, okay. I took the gig. It still sucks. For, yeah, it still wasn't fun. There was a place that I had to do when I was starting out in Boston. We had to do twenty minutes. And I had to be squeaky clean. I found it was, it, was it was interesting, but I was like, I'm not really accurately representing myself. But I feel like I'm. Oh yeah, it, yeah. You know? And it's not. And here's the thing. I took it to for work to get the work. Right. But it, the whole week. At no part is that fun. Like it's not fun to do this. Not because you can't say a word you want to say, but because someone told you like restrict yourself, censor yourself. Like so yeah. you just feel like you're not. And they're watching fun. you. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole th deal about comedy is that comedy's got the best. Best comedy comes from like the loosest mind. When you're loose, you're not worried about shit. You're not feeling. You know. You know. You know. Thinking that you have to. You know. Watch your step because someone's watching you and can't say certain things. That's a fucking disaster. Yeah. And I asked the uh, the guy who runs it. I go, well, does that, do you ever like have to fire somebody? And he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> because I was like, Cause this has to backfire because they're really strict about it. And they hired, you know, the um, he's a comic, the black comic, who was on uh, this last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know his name? He's hilarious. Yeah, really funny guy. You know his name? I don't remember his name. Really funny guy. Well, he they hired him and they told him and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got up there, according to the manager of the club, was like. So then I said to this motherfucker, like, what the fuck? I'm like, just... <laughs> That's awesome. Like, a like hundred fucks in the first ten minutes. And they got off stage and they were like, what the fuck, man? What and the he, gosh? And he was like, he's like, That's how I fucking talk. And they're like, you gotta... Like, just fire him. Like, go home. Oh, that's Send hilarious. him home on the spot. That's hilarious. Like, All right. He just left. What's his name? God, he's really fucking great. He lived with Larry, remember? I haven't watched that show. Uh, and he was also... Uh, he's in Pootie Tang. Yeah. What is the... If you look what, up Pootie Tang, it'll probably be... What easier. is uh, the show... Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he has kind of a like a like it's like a stage name, right? Like it's a fuck. It's not his real I can't name. Can't remember. They're all the same to me. How dare what? you? That's terrible. How dare you? That's, <laughs> not, that's not funny, fun, Ryan. Man. You're that's an not asshole. That's not cool. You're an that. asshole. John Mayer told me. Um, well, they only show the uh, the top five. I stopped watching it a while ago. I don't know why. 
you hear that dude died from uh, the ice fishing show? Yeah, he had a stroke. Wait, will you go to IMDb? IMDb. Yeah. Um, and I want BD. <laughs> and then do uh, do Pootie Tang. Captain Phil Harris. That sucks. Alright, if you go down. JB Smooth. JB Smooth. Yeah, oh, that yeah. dude's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. JB Smooth. I worked with that dude yeah. when I was living in uh, in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, he was hilarious. He's fucking so funny. funny shit, we man. did a. I got a funny story about him. We did a, uh, a college together once, and um, this is when uh, I was um, I was dating this chick, and uh, she used to like to complain a lot. And it would, it would really get on my nerves. And I would bring her to gigs with me sometimes. And she would, like, complain, like, as we were driving out there. And I was just, I'd get in a shitty frame of mind. So we get to the, this this college. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's really hard to get to in New Jersey. And I'm listening to this chick complain. Like, and I'm like, you know, you got to be positive. Like, when you're negative around me all the time, it makes me negative, And then it's not fun to go on stage. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just expressing myself. It's just so annoying so we sit down and they go well the opening act jb smooth is lost so we're gonna we're gonna wait till he gets here so why don't you sit down and just watch tv for a while oh, okay okay cool so i sit down and i watch this fucking documentary on the malibu fires and there's all these people and there's these fucking kids and the kids are looking for their dog and they're walking around these burnt down buildings there's like skeletons of buildings they're like Roscoe, Roscoe, they're yelling out for their dog, and this guy is fucking crying his eyes out. This guy worked for the fire department because he was talking about how everything he ever had in his world, all his life he worked towards building this house. Like, this was a dream. It took him, you know, 20 years to build it. He built it by hand, him and his brother, and now it's done. It's just wrecked. It's, it's gone. Everything's black and charred everywhere you look. Roscoe, where are you? And I'm bummed out. They go, well, JB Smooth obviously is not going to come here, so we're just going to start the show now, and you just you'll go up. And I guess if he gets here, uh, he'll go after you. I go, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know back then that you can't watch shit like that and just go on stage. I would prepare myself. Like like now, if I was watching something on stage and it was starting to bum me out, da la la la, this thing, I would have to get out of the room. I'm like, I'm not gonna put my mind in this frame, you know, where these people are their dog burnt to death and they lost all their possessions. Their whole life's dream is grown man in his fifties with a mustache is weeping. And then I went right on stage and just ate dick. I wasn't even a little funny. There was nothing that I could have possibly said that was funny. I just didn't think anything was funny. I, I had a two-hour uh, drive with a chick bitching at me. Then I watched 20 minutes of people crying because their house is gone. And then I go on stage. It was just death. But J.B. Smooth went on right after me and destroyed. Destroyed. There was like such a stench in the room from my performance. It was so flat and so uninspired and I was so I so didn't want and the people that paid to see me they were so bummed out because they had like told their friends how funny I was because they saw me at NACA there was a NACA convention this is like this association of college campus activities thing where you you know you perform and then they would send you out to all these different colleges all across the country it was really good money yeah. and well I had done the the conference and I killed I fucking destroyed and so I got all these colleges for it and this was one of those colleges and these people were like well he really killed at NACA yeah, I killed it. I fucked. Sorry, I fucked up. It was disastrous. Hmm. But JB Smooth went on after me and destroyed. Does he live out here? Does he do comedy out here? I don't know. I think he's a New York I don't guy. Know, man. Dude is so funny. 
Yeah. Got some of the best facial expressions ever. Rogan, that ice shit was hilarious, by the way. Oh, ha, ha. That thing's got taken on its own little thing. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? How funny you is that? You know about this? What's that? The, 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 what'd you tell <laughs> There was a fight uh, that aired on Spike TV where this dude had a, uh, a bag of ice on the dude's head in between the corner, and the bag broke, and the ice went everywhere. And I'm like, oh, gee, we got a problem. Like, look at this. There's ice everywhere. And these guys start picking up the ice, but they're stumbling. They're dropping the bucket. And I start I start doing, like, play-by-play. Play. I'm like, it's a goddamn Three Stooges. Look at these guys. And uh, apparently, you know, we're just killing time while they clean up ice, basically. Yeah. I'm like, let me just entertain. Yeah. While they're cleaning up ice, let me just make fun of this. And it, now it's like this YouTube clip. It's all over the place, man. Really? It's What's, great. What sucks, though, being in the audience, you can't hear you. Right. So I had no idea any of this was going on. Right. So that's just yeah. sucks. You know man. what? Next time, I'm going to get you guys those things. Yeah. Yeah. Next that would time, be so I'm going to get you guys better. those things. Yeah. I don't know how those things work. Maybe you can, you'll probably figure out a way to improve it. Oh, yeah. Like, this get is good. IPhone. Here's the problem. <laughs> Put Wi Fi in there. Yeah. 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 Well, there is a Wi Fi that's available in the. Uh, These, like, headphones that you can wear at the arena. Yes, there. It's it's an ear thing, like a little like a sort of like an iPod, and you sit there and it, you can listen to the commentary while it's all going on. Yeah, that yeah. would be better then. Yeah, so, they, they have great. a streaming. It would be so much better if it was on your. iPod. I heard that spilled bag of ice is talking shit on the internet. <laughs> I heard you talking a lot of shit on Twitter. That ain't cool, bro. That's not professional. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's got its own Twitter. So page. yeah, he's got a spilled bag of ice is a Twitter page. has got like five hundred followers already. It's hilarious. You should uh, follow Brian because uh, Red Band is trying to bump up his count, That's and right. uh, he's very upset that more people aren't. <laughs> what are you up to? Him. Uh, like eleven hundred. Damn, dude, you're way more than. What are you at? Like four something. Twitter 400? is so hard to get people. Well, yeah, follow Tom Segura, ladies and gentlemen. That's this name down yeah. here. Yeah, point to Come it. Come on. Where is that thing? I think, Can you see? Yeah. I'll go like that. There's a serious delay here. Yeah. Oh, more. That yeah, anyway. Tom got it. Please. <laughs> uh, ISIS commentating at UFC 109 with me. Yeah, how how funny is that that became such a big deal? Pants on the floor, ice on That's the one thing that um that does come in handy being a comedian and being a um a commentator at the same time. When something fucks up, I can at least make fun of it. You know. Do you do that a lot? You should do it more. If there's some, well, I don't, it's not appropriate. You know, yeah, I only do it where it's appropriate. My my job is to to represent what's going on. My job is to represent what's going on in the fighting. It's not my job to like stick my personality into that. You know, when when it's appropriate, then I do it. But you you can't look for like did you ever watch when Dennis Miller did the Monday night football? Yes. And he would like throw jokes in and like write jokes. No, no, what would be funny is if your conversations with Mike were Kind of like you scripted, do it, yeah. No, 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 no. You do it already sometimes. Like when Mike will say something, you call him out on it. But then, right. you know, but if you just kind of did that more, because sometimes he says some shit. That yeah, just like, I, sometimes <laughs> I have to let it go though. I have to because like we're in the middle of moving something along. Someone's getting right, into the octagon. Right. You know, the fight's right. about to take place. I don't want to. I you like know, that side talk that you guys. Yeah, do I do too. So it's but we we got to do it. You know when it's best when the fights are boring. When you have a boring fight, right. then you can start talking shit. Right. You know, and you can be like, honest, this isn't the most exciting fight I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'll say things like that, you know, on occasion, if it's if it's a boring one. Do you find yourself also trying to find, a, like, new sayings to say? Because you always have to say, it seems like yeah. you, you get I say stuff this, I repeat myself Like, he has a heart of gold or something like that. You heart of go, gold. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, it's a country music song. 
He has a heart of gold. He has the spirit of a tiger. I mean, do you have heart to like, a look lion. there? Do you have to you know, put a bunch of animals? No, I, you know, I say the heart of a lion because it's a genuine expression. Right. You know, it's like if you start making expressions up. He has the warrior spirit of an Asian yeah, tiger. Yeah, that's what you should do that. No, oh, man, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> because yeah, it's the same. That's not same. me though. But there is a dude that's <laughs> Michael Chavello, the guy that does uh, Dream. He right. does all the the commentary for Dream, and he does K One. He he's really hilarious because he'll he'll like make stuff up, but See, it's I, really. I, funny coming from him like when this guy was throwing hooks he goes more hooks than a pirate's convention See, like he says great. shit like that that's great and but it's the, funny the thing about dennis miller's was that his were obscure like you yeah. had to have read oh it's like the that whole style too. that whole style of comedy that whole style like i i know much more than you do and you know you're gonna pretend that you know as much as i do you're you're in the you're on the inside so you're gonna laugh at the joke right exactly even then, if it's not even a joke it's just a reference did you, you know, hear like, brian's example of a specific one though it's it? like the yeah. constitution page two like that was his idea of being specific being obscure yeah page two Ugh. constitution not a line from it page two how, it's really funny if you think about how how few people really understand or have written read the constitution I've never read it have you ever read it <laughs> I think yeah. I might have. I never you read, read the it. Constitution. Yeah, I think you had to back then. Yeah, maybe. Like, do you remember any of it? I mean, do you remember anything about? Like, I remember freedom of speech. I remember you're supposed to be allowed to have guns and you're allowed to take up arms against the government. Isn't that legal? Something like that. Isn't that like Second Amendment? Bill of Rights. It's really kind of crazy if you stop and think thing. about like how the structure <laughs> of our country, the, the whole structure of our country, is made up in a, in a way that very few people have even looked into. Yeah. You know, you talk about it, it's unconstitutional, but, you know, how many people have ever even read that shit? It's got to be, like, a minuscule percentage. And it's that. so crazy that we, we stick with these laws that were, were invented, like, so many hundred years ago. Yeah. Like, why haven't we come up with a better way? Why haven't we refined it and made it better just for the people? Like, when you hear, like, new rulings, like this recent ruling that the Supreme Court had where they, they said that corporations can spend as much money as they want on campaigns now. They're just like an individual. They could spend as much as they want. That's, That's an insane idea. idea. Why would you yeah. think that that would be good for the individual? Why would you think that would be good for human beings in general? It's only going to be good for the corporation. Of course. You're going to spend millions of dollars because the politician who's going to get into office is going to do shit that he doesn't really want to do, but you asked him to do, which is why you got him in there in the first place. You know, hey, I mean, nobody gets into office that isn't playing the game. I mean, it's pretty obvious yeah, now. You have to With Obama, and Obama's a smart fucking guy, man. You know, I saw him, that thing that he was doing where the Republicans were questioning on shit and saying a bunch of nonsense, and he was just correcting them left and right and made them all look stupid and did it without a teleprompter and was calm as fuck under pressure. And you watch that guy and you go, God, if this guy can't even change anything, if he can't even change anything, and everybody's like, Obama's a puppet, Obama's a puppet. Maybe, yeah. maybe, or it, it might be that he can't theory, fucking right? change anything. It no. might be that you, the president, president is just, yeah. It's just, he is a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. He, the president's a it puppet. might be that the president really is. I mean, I think like JFK tried to treat the presidency as if he was like really the president. Mm -hmm. you know. But I think Bush very obviously accepted the position of the spokesperson. Very obviously wasn't paying attention. Right. Very obviously, you know, would make like critical mistakes about shit and the way he promoted things and the way he spoke about things when he was, you know, when he was off script. I mean, he was a fucking dunce. And then you had Cheney, who was always hiding in the bunker, and this fucking evil billionaire CEO character who was actively making money off the war, actively yeah. profiting. Yeah. 
I mean, that's some incredible shit. And then when the company that he used to be the CEO of then becomes the fucking company that's contracted to go to Iraq and fix everything. Coincidence, man. Jesus Christ. And everybody goes, well, that's because, you know, that's the only company that's qualified. Like, oh, so what? So what? So what? Fire up a new company. That's crazy. The guy can't make money as the vice president from fucking war. And then Obama comes into office and you got to go like, well... You know, it's like, he ain't fixing shit. You know, what is what is he changing? Sending 30,000 more people to Afghanistan. You know, I mean, this whole economic stimulus. When I hear them talk about that, I feel, I'm, I feel angry. I feel like I am getting fucked right now, and I don't know I'm getting fucked. Like, the way they're talking about this and the money that yeah, gets... Not effective, the man. Goldman Sachs CEO who just got, you know, some insanely large bonus... You know, it was reported online it was $100 million or something like that. I mean, some, some insane bonus because they made so much money in 2009. They had, like, right. that record year. It was yeah. the best year. It's incredible. It's all incredible. It's all incredible. The whole the whole idea that, you know, the, that they buy out all these fucking banks because the banks are too big to fail. And where is all the money going? It's all numbers. It's all ones and zeros. What the fuck is happening and where is it going? It's all nuts. Like, the whole system is so chaotic. A system of finance that's based mostly on confidence. That's a big part of it. You know, because for the longest time, we didn't have shit. We weren't producing shit. But everybody was, like, confident that real estate prices were going to keep going up. So they keep buying them and selling them and they keep making money. So everybody's confident. And meanwhile, (laughs) in the middle of all of it, nothing is going on. There's just ones and zeros moving back and forth. We don't even know what the fuck is happening. And it runs our whole life, you know? I mean, the financial system that, that runs the world, it's like so fucking complex that a guy like Bernie Madoff can fuck them all and steal billions and billions of dollars and nobody knew. It's absurd. That's insane. Billions. I mean, he didn't steal like 50 grand. He stole 50 billion. I mean, and he had over that much. Years, yeah, too. over decades. He had that much money going on and no one knew what the fuck was happening. And he used to be the president, I think, of the stock exchange. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's a guy who's like, in charge of it all. Was he the chairman or something like yeah, that? Yeah. It was some big it was wig. A big position, at the, yeah. yeah. It's incredible, man. It's really amazing. Yeah, it really is, man. It's, I mean, I used to think before the market crashed, I thought, well, I'm, I don't want to spend too much time thinking about, you know, finances and politics because it's, it's so complex to really study it appropriately. You would have to spend many, many hours every day delving into all the different issues that are going on, all the different areas that merit attention. It's like, God damn it. It's, it's more than a full-time job. And if you have a family, if you have kids, if you have a job, if you have a hobby, <laughs> if you have any friends, where are you coming up with that time? Where are you coming up with that time that you're going to get obsessed with politics? You know, I don't have it. Do you have it? No. Who the fuck does? That's incredible. So the system, the system that, that is running our, our whole lives is one that we barely understand and haven't even researched. You'd have to do nothing but consume information all day <sighs> to have even a remote chance to, like, really follow the ins and outs of... That's in the same bucket as math with me. Yeah, it, yeah. My brain just doesn't work like that in math. Oh, do you think, by the way, that, like, like I, vote, I don't know, I voted for Obama... And so I've been like, you know, I wanted to succeed and do well and everything. But, and I don't, here's how out of it I am with politics, that I don't know if this is factual or not. But was his campaign part of it that, like, he would withdraw troops? So yes. isn't sending them, yes. like, just at least, at the very least, it's the opposite well, of what you said you were going well, to do? Well, no, I think he did withdraw troops, but I think he just... When everyone says he sent that many trips to Afghanistan, he just withdrew them and moved them over. To well, everybody knew it was bullshit. Everybody but knew it was bullshit. We're sending 30,000 more now, right now, right? I don't know. 
what, I, I shouldn't say everybody knew it was bullshit, but a lot of people knew that what he really was going to do was pull troops out of Iraq and put more in Afghanistan. Because they were saying that we're under, under-trooped in Afghanistan for what they're trying to do. But, you know, it's kind of crazy that the dude wins the Nobel Peace Prize and then sends 30,000 more people to Afghanistan right afterwards. That's just bizarre. I mean, it's like all I said, so even like nuts. liking him, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that you would award somebody a peace prize just on their, on their image. Well, like, you know, we got to pay attention. Promise. Like Everybody's like, well, you got to look out for where, you know, things are happening. You got to protect American, you know, interests and uh, protect America from terrorism and all that good stuff. But listen, the scariest goddamn threat to America is the Mexican drug cartels. They're right next door to us. You can drive to fucking Mexico, man. It's right there. And if you live in San Diego, it's a goddamn 20-minute drive, and you're in another country where they're murdering people every fucking day of the week. Way crazier. Victor Davila, the guy who does the Spanish version of my job, he does the commentary for the UFC, he told me that it's five times more people have died last year, in 2009, in, in, the, in Juarez and all the border towns, all the murders and the, gun, all the, the gunfire that's going on between the cops and the, the bad guys. Five times more have died than in Iraq and Afghanistan combined ever. That's insane. That's insane. That's and it's totally right there. He said it's nuts over there. He said you have to drive around at night with your light, your dome light on, so that the, the drug cartels, they, they see, they don't wonder who you are in the car, and they don't just gun your car down just, just, to, just to be sure. You really? Know? Yeah. He said it's nuts, man. People drive around with their dome lights on so they can, the, the drug guys can see inside. Whoa. That's fucking terrifying. terrifying. So you're, you're driving around, and they let you live. Ah, let him live. Let him live. He doesn't have our guys in there. Whoa. How scary is that shit? And that's right next door, man. You know, and the reason why it all happened is because drugs are illegal. That's the reason why it all happened. Is you 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 got all these fucking people that are willing to sell drugs because all these people want drugs, and the people that are selling the drugs make billions and billions of dollars. And they don't realize that a lot of people think that's all cocaine. The biggest import from Mexico in the illicit drug world is is marijuana. So it's it's the fact that that's illegal that fuels a lot. I'm saying if you made it legal in Mexico and the United States yeah. universally. You would, you would, you would get rid of a lot of the violence and things that go on because the biggest thing that's being brought in is not coke, it's marijuana. So the fact that these guys have are doing this because it's illegal. If they just made it legal, you would reduce violence by so much. But you know what? They're not gonna. They're not gonna cut down any laws they don't absolutely have to cut down. And if they ease up restrictions on marijuana, it's going to take decades. It's going to be statewide in California first, and there's going to be some contest to that, and then maybe a couple other states will adopt it. It'll never be national. It'll never be federal because they always need those fucking people to work. They yeah. need those DEA guys. Those guys are going to make sure that they're in a position of power. They're going to make sure that they, you know, they keep a certain amount of jobs every year. And if you close down marijuana, you make marijuana legal, you make all drugs, you decriminalize all drugs, then you're, you're, you're chopped down like more than half. Yeah. More than half the people in prison today are in prison for nonviolent drug offenses. Sure. Which is crazy when you can go to CVS and get fucked up out of your mind. You go to CVS... You know, and they have shelves where they have fucking whiskey. Just shelves after just so much whiskey, you could drink yourself to yeah. death. Now right I, there. I go to CVS now to buy the cheapest beer. They have the cheapest beer now. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that alcohol kills people, and yet we, we don't even bat an eye at it being right there on the corner in a, in a convenience store. You know, like hard, hard shit. Jack Daniels, wild turkey and shit, you know, right there. You know, I mean, liquor stores, supermarkets, 
Right there. Beer, wine. Drink yourself to death. But if they had weed, people would freak out. There's fucking weed well, here. There is a difference when you think about it. There's not one alcohol where you could take one shot and then be out of your mind. Panic attacks might check yourself in the hospital for, you know, because you think your heart's freaking out. You know, there's not one alcohol that will do that. But yet there is weed that you take one hit and you will think you're having a you're dying. Yeah, Especially if you don't people. smoke weed. Right. Yeah. 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 But there is right. a glass of something you can drink. And like, if you had a, a glass of a it. glass of it, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the glass of it's yeah. like eating a whole bag of weed. Well, that's yeah. see the reason it, the reason why yeah, it's right. good that things are legal is because when things are legal, they have like really clearly defined portions. Right. right. You know, a beer. You get a beer. It's twelve ounces or whatever the hell it is. You crack it open. There it is. That's a beer. If you have more than one. Well, now you know it's like when you have two beers, right? You have two beers now. Be careful. You know, like with weed. You, especially when you buy like edibles, you don't know what you're getting. You could get like some. I've had, I've had lollipops where I couldn't even feel them. Like I eat the whole lollipop, and, I, and two hours later, I'm like, I think I got a dud. Like it was a dud. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a cookie where you eat half the cookie, and you'll see like cartoons fucking behind your eyelids. Like you close your eyes, and you'll see like these animated cartoons like wrestling and duplicating and moving back and forth all around you in that's like neon I, colors. That's how I felt at the last UFC. Woo! It was a little bit too strong. I thought I was going to die. We talked about this before, but it's worth talking about because it's so crazy and most people don't know about it. When you eat marijuana, and this is very important for people who think, you know, oh, uh, I got too stoned. You can get too stoned smoking pot. It's totally different than getting too stoned eating pot. Getting too stoned eating pot is terrifying because your body produces a chemical called 11-hydroxy metabolite. And when apparently what happens is when you smoke marijuana, this is what I read online. When you smoke marijuana, it has this 11-hydroxy metabolite, but it's not psychoactive. But when you eat it, and it's processed through your liver, and it goes in your bloodstream, it's four times more potent than THC, four times more psychoactive. So that's why you get so high. You eat a brownie, and you're just like blitzkrieged. Like, it's literally like higher than you can get smoking it. You know, like, it's a different high, too. It's like... It's like real. It's, it's almost like mushrooms or something. It's really self-examining, you know, real self-examinatory. Like you really start like—is that a word? Self-examinatory. Sounds. I like. Sounds it. like a word. Yeah. <laughs> if it sounds like it, it's a word. Maybe right. It should be a word. Right. That's I freaked out. Yeah. I freaked out with a cookie one time. Woo. Where I was, I was crying and stuff like oh, for yeah. a long time too. Like it was hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie had a cookie once that really freaked him out, and he was doing this character. This. uh it was a, a white rapper that puts blackface on to, to be more street. And uh, he was doing this character, and it was like the ultimate wigger. He was like trying to claim that he really didn't have makeup on, but he did. It was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, and uh, he uh, ate the cookie and got so paranoid because of this video. He started to freak out, and he thought the black people were going to come and get him, and they were going to hate him, and he was racist. And he was like, like ready to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was talking about it. He was like, you know, that's funny. I, it's so funny how when you get high, like I got high once and I thought about some shit I said about Steven Seagal. Like I was like making fun of Steven Seagal and I was being like really mean. And then I got high once and I thought about it. I'm like, why am I being such a dick? Steven Seagal never did anything to me. Like I'm being so personal about it, about my, my making fun of him. Like I'm not even doing it good naturedly, you know, and it made me realize. I was like, what if I met him? What if he was nice? What kind of a piece of shit would I feel like? You know, I mean, maybe he's not nice, but maybe he is. Maybe I meet him, maybe I like him. You know, I mean, I've met some people that people thought were douchebags before, and I liked them. So it made me really examine, like, my my instincts, just because this guy's famous, to just to shit all over him. That's all I wanted to do. I, was just, I just met Roddy Piper. He was the nicest 
old man I've ever seen. Roddy <laughs> been, Piper's a legend, man. Yeah, but, but you, yeah, but when you see him though, you're like, who is this guy? He was just like off the streets. But, really? Yeah, but nicest guy ever. Had, well, had, he's still acting, right? Isn't he acting? I, I guess. TV I shows and shit. Have you watched the golf show at all? Fucking awesome, man. Steven's golf show is goddamn classic. I don't like it. You don't uh, like it? No. Don't you like when he talks black to black people? I, I do. I do. It's worth that little piece. What up, cuz? What's overall, with the gun, cuz? What you trying to do here? We're going down. We're going down. Like, he yeah. will straight up patronize. He goes right to cuz. What up, cuz? Like, right away. These guys are handcuffed. Is his gun even real? Does he keep real bullets in his gun? Yeah, I don't even... Zany, <laughs> Zany let him have bullets in his gun. Oh, was... I'm so weird about that show. It just To me, it just seems what? like I'm getting fooled. I mean, I kind of understand. Okay, he has real martial arts training. Gotcha. He's got real firearms training. Gotcha. He uh, would bring exposure to your police force. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I can kind of understand how they would be willing to have him as a cop. But it's strange. You know, it's like you think that people would be smarter. You think that people would be... Like, do you think in Israel they would let Sylvester Stallone be a cop in Israel? Do you think they would let him I go around patrol with them? I think could be a 12-year-old and be a, uh, a well, cop. they would make you, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Do you think they would let, take an actor and, and oh, I don't know. let no. him do that? No. Yeah, they might think that, listen, this They'd is like, going to game. Movie, yeah. yeah, they might be like, this ain't no joke. How about the Seagal is, is a, an expert in every episode on some shit that you're <laughs> like, really? like, He's like... You know, I've been training dogs for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, then he's playing the blues. You're like, really? You play the blues? Like, Well, you know, it was funny. There was a spy years. magazine. <laughs> there was a spy magazine article about him and about his background, about how a guy was claiming that his background was fabricated and that there was a dude who really worked for the CIA in Southeast Asia. And Seagal met him. And Seagal started telling this guy stories as his own. He just started oh, adopting really? this guy's life. Yeah. That'd be a great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a dude is completely full of shit. The main but, but he's not totally full of shit because he really no, is like this high-level Aikido black belt. I mean, Aikido's kind of a silly martial art, but he's really like a, a high-level Aikido black belt. I do think he's... I think that that's completely true and accurate, and I do believe that he is a little out of his mind. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely out of his mind. Yeah. But, I mean, how many people have you ever met in show business that aren't out of their mind? No, totally. But when you become an action superstar, and I think... He kind of wanted to be the characters in the movies he was playing. Like, yeah. He wanted to be out for justice <laughs> yeah. for real after he did that shit. And he was like, I'm going to go be a cop. And, you know, he acts like, I just did it. I'm just another cop. No, you're not. You're fucking 6'6". Six, six, How crazy is that? I've been training eagles to wear hats for, for 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> he got rid of the ponytail, which I was very disappointed in. I was hoping he was going to rock the ponytail. It'd be better if he had it. The ponytail kind of makes it with him, man. Yeah. There's something about him having that ponytail... It makes him look more like samurai style, you know? Yeah. I like that ponytail. I think he should rock that shit. I just realized what it is about his films, the expression that he's never had in a film. And I was always, like, kind of wondering what it was. He's never been out of breath. In a, like, <laughs> like, he never, you know what I mean? Like, his face was always in control. Even after fighting, like, ten dudes, he would turn to the last dude and not be breathing. Well, how about the one with Kelly LeBrock where he was in a coma for, like, years? And then he came out of the coma and just... Got some fucking acupuncture and did some meditating. Next thing you know, he's punching bricks and shit and running up hills. I'm back. I'm back in shape. Like, he gets back in shape after being in a coma for years. He gets back in shape in like a couple days. You know, he's punching the Makiwara out there in the desert and shit. Doing his, doing his forms. Meditating. Incense. 
It's hilarious. He's acupuncture. Please keep your show on the air, Steven Seagal. Oh, uh, he's genius, man. His movies are even better, man. His movies are goddamn classic. I ordered some movie called The Room. Um, people have been telling me about this movie for years. Uh, I've heard so many people recommend it as like the worst movie ever. Like the best worst movie ever. And my copy comes tomorrow. What's it called? I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. called The Room. I saw the Patton Oswalt uh, Room. I don't want to see that. I'm sure it's hilarious. I'll see that after I see it, but I don't want to give anything away. Apparently, this movie is so bad that it's like insanity. Like, you watch it and you start screaming and you're like, rewind this, rewind this. <laughs> it, do you guys want to watch it? Yeah, and let's watch it next week. There's let's another w- one called Richard Heat. You have to get that. Yeah? What yeah. are you doing on Friday? You doing anything on Friday during the day? No. You doing anything Friday during the day? Brian? I don't know. Let's watch that shit. Let's have a bunch of people over and watch it. It's supposed to be the worst movie of all time. It's supposed oh, to be please. genius. It sounds awesome. Geniusly shitty. And Brian, can you order Richard Heat? You guys have to see it. Richard you Heat? Order it. Huh? Well, is it on DVD? I think so. I've seen the trailer, the extended Richard trailer. Richard Heat. Oh, you saw me the preview. You showed me the preview once. I did? In a laptop. Was that it? Yeah. I showed you? Okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's, that's real. That's a full-length yeah. film. That's funny. When are you guys going to broadcast in HD on Justin TV? Justin TV has HD. This roll hard character on the Rogan oh, board uh, says they do. He doesn't have it. They don't have it for Mac. And it's not They HD. don't have it for Mac. I don't think it's really HD either. It's not really HD? But all these guys have better uh, video quality on PCs. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we start running in front of PC? Let's run boot camp. The boot camp, yeah. I don't mind putting boot camp. Is it that big of a deal? It's not hard, right? I had it on this computer, and it was just not the... Best. Brian hates Windows. I just don't want to put so Windows on my a, laptop. If you're like a big one, fan of Windows, one wrong email, my shit's all fucked. I don't want to. Maybe we should get a PC just to do this. Should yeah. we get a PC just to do this? Maybe. I might buy a computer for you, faggots. How about that? <laughs> get <My> broadcasting. <laughs> broadcasting. What a confusing message Daddy sends us. He call us all faggots. <laughs> kind of a fucking show is this? Brian, did you have uh, Apple's way like? When they were first coming out, were you into them then? Like when, like when we were in Apple's. Like, well, know, I mean, elementary school, I had to, I used them like Apple one, two. You did. CDs, did you? Li- I'm saying, did you like them then? <clears throat> I liked them back then, but yeah. I never. I grew up with PCs just because yeah. I was a broke ass and I just build my own computers and stuff like that. You build your own computers. You're yeah. one of those. I guys. can still do that. And math scares you. I made yeah, a couple computers. Me. I built a couple computers from scratch. Who the fuck are you guys, man? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not good time. at it. I need someone to help me along the way. Like my friend Andrew's a, a, a psycho genius, and he knows every, he's ma- he used to make computers for a living. And uh, I could always call him, like, dude, I'm fucked up. I didn't flash the BIOS. Help me, tell me what to do here. You know, I could get, but it's not that hard. It's like once you understand that a motherboard is for a certain CPU, and you know that they match, and you know how to put it on, and you have all the pieces, and you know where it goes, then you know where the memory goes, then you know where the hard drive goes. It's not that hard. And then the the, the hard part is getting it to boot up, loading Windows, and then getting all your peripherals, your keyboards, and all that shit to, to sync up. At least it used to be back in the Windows, you know, 95 and 98 days. That was when I started, that's when I was making computers. But I would make my own PCs. We just go to Fry's and buy a box. It sounds really intimidating to me. It's not that hard, man. Yeah, it's, it's really not that hard. It's, it's really more just plugging things. Yeah, in. because I don't know any any coding. I don't know like when I would like go into the. I knew like command prompts for certain things in Windows. You know, I knew how to ping servers and stuff like that. But there's most shit I didn't know. And most shit was just things that friends told me or I'd 
read a book on or something like that. And it's a lot easier nowadays, you know, Way easier. stupid shit like jumper settings. For yeah, the there was, oh yeah, there was always, and you had to have the the memory in the right slot or it wouldn't boot. Right. You know, you put the memory in the wrong slot, it didn't recognize it because they have the to start with this one. Yeah. The frequencies couldn't match with the video cards. Can. Yeah, and then if you got crazy, once you really got cocky, you started overclocking your shit, you know, you're like, well, you know, it says 300 megahertz, but I think I can get it up to 350 and not burn it out. And then you yeah, yeah. But nowadays, I just like max. Yeah, like it's way megahertz. easier. For, for creative work and stuff, it's way easier. But they're way more expensive. You know, as long as you're not stupid. Not really, you know, Mac minis, though, you can get a refurb for $400 way faster than any. Right, but if you want to get a laptop, man, you can get a t badass fucking laptop for like twelve hundred bucks from Windows. Yeah. yeah. From Mac, you get that. They get the MacBook, which is like a thousand bucks, and it's still pretty good. Man, twelve hundred bucks, you can get a Windows laptop that has Blu-ray and has a one terabyte fucking hard drive, and you know they have more shit, man. You get more bang for your buck yeah. if you buy a Windows one. More shit. For your pennies, you know the the quality's not as good. I mean, the thing about Max is like if you get like one of those power books, like the the keyboard's badass. Like the way it's the form factor's like really solid. Like the build quality's excellent. Like sometimes you get a PC laptop and it's like plastic and it feels like it's falling apart. In your there's hands. definitely and, somewhat like Sony's my favorite PC maker. Yeah, thanks. there's you know there's high end companies, man. There's high end companies that make like dope shit. Alienware. But it's important to have a bunch of different options, man. It's important for you know there to be the Windows and a Mac and a Linux and a Unix and there should be more. There should be more different things that people could choose from and make these motherfuckers come out with the best shit quickest. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Look how much better Windows is now. Why? Because of Mac OS ten. You know, they, they they had to catch up. They had to get, come up with all this cool shit. You know, all this stuff that looks cool to look at. You know. I mean, that's all that is. It, people think that's nonsense. I don't need that. I just need a computer to work. That's all fun. That's a part of the experience. It makes the experience, it gives it more flavor, you know? Totally. Just regular computing. I like the when you go down to an application and it bounces up and you, when, it, when you load it, it goes doing, doing, doing. Yeah, it's part of the know? experience of, of having one. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You, know, it's, the, you know, it's horrible. I was using a PC the other day and it says, you know, you have updates, you know, click here to restart or it says restart later. And you're like, no, I don't want to restart now. I'll restart later. Every three minutes, that same window will pop up. Like, there's no way to just say, hey, leave me alone. I'll restart it when I want to. This right. is on a PC? Yeah, this is on a PC. You and can't I forgot. set a time, a time no, video? No, I forgot how annoying that used to be. Where it was like, restart later, restart now, you know? Yeah. It's just like, come on, I said restart later a million times. Like, they're you know? definitely not up to where, Wind or where Mac is, but I think they're a lot closer than they used to be. I think yeah, Windows 7 they're, is they're supposed to be pretty goddamn close. Bad. Uh, no this guy's asking need. about Mark Emery. He's, a couple people are asking about him. Hmm. Someone's saying the Mark Emery, the Prince of Pot, R.J. LeBlanc. Another guy saying, as a Canadian, I'm ashamed we're extraditing Mark Emery. It's a black eye. He's a dude in Canada that was selling pot seeds. He was selling seeds, just seeds on the internet. And seeds, you know, he had like a store. And he was selling them all over the world. In the United States, uh, they wanted him arrested for being a drug dealer. For selling seeds? For selling seeds, yeah. Now they're going to charge you with, like, major Millions of dollars in trafficking, you know. Oh. There's all the seeds that could have been turned into pot, could have been sold, and he's a drug dealer. For fucking seeds for a plant. That's I mean, waste. it is so amazing. It's so amazing that they could pull that shit off, you know? I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. There's the whole idea that you can have anything that doesn't affect other people, and you can make it illegal. You can make anything illegal that doesn't... Why, why, why? How the fuck can you tell one person what they can and can't experience? I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. But yeah, you can buy booze. 
It's mind-boggling that this is still going on. I would have thought that with the internet and everything, that this would all have been fixed by now. Like, there's so much more access to information. There's so much more transparency. We, we, we know, like, how everything, you know, is supposed to be in place. We know the, the real history behind pot. And why, how is it still here? How is that still going on, Tom? Fix that. Um, do it, Tom. Fix, fix it. it, bitch. Do it right now. You're not going to fix anything, Tom Segura. God damn it. It's crazy. It's like the Constitution, <clears throat> page two. Page you know? two. <laughs> 2010. It's like, when, when are we not going to have bad words? When are we not going to have ridiculous laws? You can't, for sure, you can't just go and make drugs legal. That, that can't happen. Yeah, because then people are going to sell the drugs everywhere. There's one thing that's good about drugs being illegal. The only thing that's good about it is that it's hard for those people to move around. Like when you're talking about like heroin and meth and shit like that, yeah. it's hard for them to sneak around and sell that shit. Like if you watch that documentary, there's a documentary on, um, on uh, uh, Oxycontin called the Oxycontin Express. It's about Florida where they have uh, no database in Florida. So anybody can just... Um, uh, get a doctor's prescription and go to these health management clinics and you get some Oxycontin, you can go like a mile down the road to another one, get some yeah, more, right. another one. Down brilliant. The yeah. yeah, they don't have a database connecting all these patients together. So there's all these people have problems with Oxycontins. And they have like, it's a one-stop shop. They have the doctor and the pharmacy right there in the place. So you go in, you see the doctor, the doctor gives you a prescription, you go right next door, you get some heroin. I mean, it's fucking but, nuts, man. You know what's amazing is that with, with weed... Is that obviously the reason when the reason anything exists is because it generates cash flow. You know, people make money off of having something legal or, or illegal, or why they allow something is because you can make money from it. It makes you wonder: wouldn't they eventually make more money with weed being legal? Like, isn't that something that could be profitable? When wouldn't be profitable for everybody. The problem is you can't control it. See, if you're selling gasoline. I mean, you can't just get gasoline, man. You got to go to the dude who, who is sells it. buying it from the dude who's pumping it. I mean, or the one company that's pumping it and, and refining it and then shipping it. And it's fucking very hard. Well, what it's if easy they to create that, that? I'm saying that you know business structure. Well, you would, what the problem you would have is you would probably have some sort of a deal that's very similar to what they have with farmers right now. Whereas, like with farmers, like say if you have like corn, you buy like corn seeds from Monsanto or whatever that fucking you know. Those companies are that have, you know, huge uh, crop companies. Well, they own those seeds, man. You can't, like, extract those seeds right. from this year's crop and then plant them again next year. Sure. No, they'll, they'll fucking sue you if you do that. Right. Like, you're not, you're, you're not allowed to use those seeds again. They, like, lease you those seeds for, like, a season. Right. It's really pretty crazy. Like, they, crazy. they patent plants. And the thing about genetically modified, you know, foods... Like, there's, there's two concerns that people have. They have a concern about diseases because, like, these things are immune because they're, they're not natural. You create them. And what if they get diseases? And what if, you know, these diseases are transmittable to humans or whatever? You know, what, what, if, what, if, what if, you know, there's animals that eat them and they get sick and, you know, you know whatever. Sure. So, but the, that's one concern that people have. But the other concern is that someone's going to own the patent to fucking plants. You yeah, genetically yeah, yeah. modify like a type of corn or a tomato or something like that, and you you get those seeds to a certain w level where you want them. You can fucking copyright those. That's my corn. Yeah, that's, that's their shit. That's unbelievable. So like, if someone in another farm like, down the road, like you know, if maybe somehow another seeds got into his 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 farm, and they find that they're you know this guy is illegally growing corn with their seeds, they can put that guy in jail for fucking seeds. That, how did anybody allow that to happen? 
So if there were if there was weed, would there just be too much cross? I don't know. I mean, I just think at a certain point in time, the the monkey would be out of the cage. Is if weed became legal, the problem is once weed becomes legal, it's you're never gonna get that genie back in the hole. You would have to they would have to have some massive government campaign of propaganda and disinformation where people were smoking weed and jumping off cliffs and you know and, and shooting themselves in the head. Yeah. They would have to do something like that where, where mass chaos is forming because the marijuana of today is too strong. And you would have like fucking Dan Rather would be talking is he still alive? Is he He's, alive, He's yeah. alive. He's alive. You would have one of those dudes on TV, you know, talking about how this mass suicides are happening all across the country, directly linked to this new Alaskan AK-47 weed being sold in Southern California. Right. And you talk about, my brother was doing great, and then he just started smoking weed and AK-47. jumped in front of the biggest car you could find. He waited. He was standing on the side of the road. I'm like, what are you doing, man? We are you going to run across the highway? You're like, not yet, not yet. And then he ran. Boom. He said, you couldn't take it anymore. That's how good the weed is. And that's what we would see night and day. Every day. They would just, until the, the, you know, the president got on TV and said, obviously, we've made a mistake. We need to pull back. We need to gather up our resources. We need to look at this intelligently. We've got a situation. We, we made it. We, we, we tried it. Didn't work out. Okay? We know what's best for our country. We know what's best for our country. But we did make $100 billion first. Yeah. Before, but now we're going to pull the plug on it. I think um, the problem is that the money we get distributed the wrong way. Yeah. You know, the, we live in a comp- we live in a society right now that's controlled by a series of companies, and these gigantic corporations like oil companies, and they have they're they're making so much money doing it this way that there's no incentive whatsoever to change. It would have to be a moment where they knew that we're like we're on like peak oil place, you know, where like literally we're running out of petroleum. Like there's no more left in the world. There's no way we can keep this going. And if we ever got to that space, then they would have to do something. But until they do, they're not going to change shit, man. If you you switch to an agriculture-based society that's running off, you know, corn, ethanol, and you know, and you can make fuel out of hemp too, man. You can make all kinds of fuel. You can make you make oils out of hemp. You can make plastic out of hemp. You can make like a, a particle board that's like five times stronger than than most wood. Like uh, like hemp is like a really a really strong wood. It makes incredible paper. It makes incredible cloth. And it's all illegal. And shouldn't we be like way further along with solar power? Isn't that really effective? And like, it's not. It's not as easy as it looks. Really? Yeah. It's it's hard to uh, extract uh, energy from the sun like that. It's really? very difficult. I mean, they're much more efficient at it now than they were just a few years ago. You know, but it's still not quite there. It's very like I know about it because we were looking into it when I was living in Colorado. Oh, they, yeah. You can't quite uh, power a house on on solar power. It's very hard. You have to have a lot of panels and to go straight solar. It has to be sunny a lot. Like, if you if it snows and rains for a few days, you know, you ain't getting any light. My dad had it set up. He built his own solar collectors and put it on his house. And he just bought, had it just so it heated his water. And he's going to, I guess, do it sometime in the future and have it do something like that where this is only going to do this. You know, but but still, it's like, hey, heat. You know, your well, heater would... my like friend heating. Tom did it in Oregon, and he used uh, windmills. Right, and he had so much power. He was generating power. He was selling, selling it back. It. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, how yeah. come more people aren't doing that though? It's not cheap, man. He I was a, he was a director. He was a director, and he had a lot of money. And he, you know, he had a, like a badass farm up there, and he uh, put it all together. That's incredible. Yeah, pretty interesting. I'm, I have so much power. I'm selling it back to the power company. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a smart dude. Very very self sufficient. He was funny, man. He's he's one of the few men that I've ever met in my life that does not like kids. Had kids and does not like them. Really? Yep. 
how old are you? Because I think they're he all starts, adults. Now. I think I, yeah, I think he started hating them around uh, twelve. He had kids. He <laughs> said it, it ruined his relationship. He said it wasn't fun. He goes, it totally changes the whole relationship. I don't like kids. And he's got this new wife after he divorced his wife, and you know the kids are full grown. Divorced his wife, got some new chick. He didn't want to have kids. And he goes, and I like her just fine. We get along terrific. I'm not gonna bring any kids and fuck this up. Like his kids just changed the whole relationship. He's a movie director. TV director. TV director. Character man, but yeah, they don't quite have it to the point where you can be totally self-sufficient on just solar power. But couldn't like, uh, let's say, even like the isn't I'm saying the wind, uh, you know, power, so effective that like at least the government would invest more in, in using that. Like maybe not every individual person, but they would want to use that more because it's cheaper. I mean, then then over time buying. I don't know if it works that way because I think uh, in order to have enough power from windmills. So like to power your house and keep all your shit going, you have to have pretty significant windmills. You know, like you can't have it for an apartment building for everybody in the fucking building that's going to be using all that power for an office building. It's like no, you need more power than that. You're not going to have windmills aren't going to power a fucking office building. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to need like a whole field of windmills. You know, it's going to be ridiculous to the point where it's not economically viable. They have to, they have to consider all that shit. I think the problem is once we have a solution. We kind of like stop looking how to have a, you know a, a different way to do it. Like you know, people go, well, you know, we need to figure out cars that run on anything else. But we got cars that run on gas; they're pretty badass. You know, really, you really want to fuck with cars that run on hydrogen? I mean, they only get to the point where they have to do it. Right. You know? uh, I think I think the future because it seems like right now we're having so much electronics that we're using more and more and more and more power. Mm-hmm. But I think once the future catches up or the technology catches up, we're going to have less and less. Uh, like we're not gonna have a stereo and a phone and a TV, and we're just gonna have one thing that does all this shit. It's right. gonna do it perfect. So I think That's I think true. it's gonna balance itself out. You know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. But you know, I wonder like when they have like electric cars, like they have that Tesla. You know, that Tesla electric car. It's interesting. It doesn't handle that well. One of the reasons why it doesn't handle that well is because there's so much weight in the back. Right. There's all these batteries in the back, and in the front there's like nothing. Well, battery technology seems to be the one thing that's kind of hit a wall completely. Yeah. But I think you know it's just it's just one invention away from going over that wall. Right, right, whatever. right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to come out with some fucking crazy new thing that allows you to get like a million times more information yeah. on a single. Yeah, you know, it's going to be can hold more energy. This battery lasts five years. Yeah, <laughs> this battery will never die. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. But if you crack it open, it makes a black hole and it eats the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you will lose your thing. penis if yeah. you break this battery. You know, it's, it's covered in the same shit that Wolverine's bones are made out of. <laughs> Admanium, you know? You can't get through it with bullets. You can run over it with a car and it won't break. But if it did break... But whoever invents, whoever breaks that battery wall is a... Like, that's that's the guy. You know? I mean, that's that'll the be guy. the Bill Gates of, like, whatever. It's yeah, like the, the scene lost. Blow up that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna we're there's gonna be something within our lifetime that's gonna be so mind blowing that it's gonna change everything, you know. And you like we were talking about this Google thing, Google Buzz, that you know I was talking about how Twitter. Like I was hoping Twitter was gonna be it, right? But like, what I didn't even know about Twitter two years ago. I didn't know about Twitter. I never even heard of it. What's funny is I knew about Twitter for a while, and I would use it, but then I was like, no, this is not that good. And then suddenly everyone started using it yeah, at the same time. Yeah, it just caught the fuck on. I think also people realize it's better to make people give them a limited amount of characters to choose well, from. Well, that's what's with this Google Buzz. That's what's with this Google Buzz. It takes away that 
It no. does. Yeah. And it's like it's like how, Twitter, how but how long can you type for? I don't think there is a. a oh, Jesus. but I don't know. I but wanna fuck it. Like, here's the thing, dude. That's the difference between, for the most part, like entertaining videos that people post online. Like if someone's like, check out so and like, I'm not somebody I know. It's like, and I look, and it's the time code starts getting up there, like. A, about his eight minute short or you know, mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to watch this part. I don't know right. this guy yeah. like make it short dude. Like, this is more like this is more like a Facebook adding Facebook status updates I guess to like mix with yeah. Twitter people are going to write fucking novels and that shit man yeah, yeah. that is a problem man people are too well, goddamn verbose I, I, I get emails from people with no paragraphs just these floods of information they just love to hear themselves yeah, talk. What the yeah. shitty thing though is, it's, it takes your email address and takes all your contacts and makes it your friends and stuff like that. What? So what sucks is if you have your, if you know, of course this only works on some people, but if you have a girlfriend and then you have your mistress and you have you know your mistress's mom right. that you're all banging also, and then you have like all these three people that are now friends and reading each other's Twitter, Facebook pages. Oh, that's you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> that's silly. Really and it, right. it just automatically does that too, right? When you sign up, it's like. Automatic. Well, this is one of the things that we talked about a long time ago is that we're getting, I think, uh, that we're getting to a point where there will be no more secrets, where it's going to be impossible. I mean, the convergence of of information, you know, from from your life to my life and all the things that you know and all the things that I know, all the things I've seen and you've seen, we're going to share those eventually. Those things are all going to come together, and there's not going to be any secrets. We're going to get to a point in, you know, the not-so-distant future where people are literally going to be able to read each other's minds. And it's going to be crazy, man. You know, I think I think that we're getting to some strange time right now in our in our society, in our, in our culture, in our species. We're getting to some strange time where we're just dabbling in the edges of of, of some some new crazy great thing that's going to change everything. I mean, don't you feel like that when you like you see the news and you hear about shit they're doing like with like the Large Hadron Collider and you think about all the scientific experiments going on, all the shit they're doing with HARP and don't you feel like I always feel like we're at kind of like at that fork where we're either we're about to like experience something great or like there's impending doom and like some awful shit's gonna happen. I mean, people have always felt like that too yeah. because we're so dumb we will occasionally fuck up and, and shatter everything. You yeah. know, I mean, look at what what happened in you know World War Two. Look at the fact that we really did drop atomic bombs on people. Yeah, I mean that's so non-specific. I mean we hit entire cities. I mean we weren't trying to just go after their military. We dropped giant weapons of atomic destruction on entire cities. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty incredible. It's so recent, man. It was like 9-11 for them and for like Hawaii yeah. when they dropped bombs on Hawaii. That was like 9-11. Yeah. But yet, 70 years yeah. ago? That's not, I mean, most times we talk about that's nothing. Crazy, you talk, you know, hundreds, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, Civil War and shit. That's, yeah. that's really recent. 70 man. years ago ain't shit, man. That's crazy. You know, just imagine if Twitters and webcams were in back then of all oh the. You know what's really interesting is when you look into uh, history and not so distant history, like look into like the 1960s and you see some of the shit that they were planning, like Operation Northwoods. You know, if you, if you ever read that, Operation Northwoods mm-hmm. was uh, they were going to make fake attacks on American civilians, and they're going to attack Guantanamo Bay and tell people it was the Cubans, and so that would get everybody fired up about really? the war with Cuba. Yeah. Freedom of Information Act. It's Operation Northwoods. You should check podcast two and three. That sounds really interesting. There's got to be books about it. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely books about it. It was just released recently because of the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. It's like, you know, like what they were able to do back then in the 50s and the 60s. Like in the 50s, the government did a thing called Operation Midnight Climax where they opened up brothels 
and they dosed people with LSD. The Johns, these dudes would go there to fuck these hookers. They would go to these whorehouses that were run by the fucking CIA in New York and San Francisco. And they would douse these guys with acid. And then just like study them and take notes. These guys were on acid in a whorehouse. That's no they just went after work to get their dick sucked and they yeah. went on a 12 hour trip of death and destruction. Well, and how are you fucking with that guy? He just wants to. Incredible. Yeah. And this is something that was like a real experiment that the CIA ran. How do you find all this shit out? <sighs> people send you? Stuff? Some people send me things. I learned about some stuff on Twitter because people send me some good shit on Twitter. I learned about some stuff uh, from my message board. Learn about some stuff from interesting friends that you know read an interesting article and, and they're like, you know, dude, you have to check this out. This you know this guy made a fucking artificial finger and reattached it to himself. You know, there's always something nutty that some yeah. guy's figuring out or some study that people are doing. You know, it's it's amazing how much shit is out there if you really start looking. Please send me something interesting. Go to my board. You guys see this uh, dog fuck this chicken. Yeah, you gotta see the, the puppy fuck the chicken. really interesting. Dude, it's puppy, hilarious. Puppy yeah. grabs his chicken, drags it into his um, into his doghouse, and starts fucking the shit out of it. And the chicken's like, are you fucking shitting me? And the chicken tries to get away. The puppy's like, bitch. The puppy grabs it, bites him, pulls him back in, and starts fucking him. It's one of my favorite videos ever. It's, it's, a, it's outstanding. What put kind it of up, puppy Ryan. is it? Put it up. Brian's gonna put it up, and I'll retweet it. Is it a... It's a, like a little... Little, I don't know, it could be a lab. Who knows what it is? What is it? A little white dog? Yeah, it's like a little. It could know. be a beagle. beagle. No, not yeah, it looks beagle. like. Yeah, kind of like Jack Russell or whatever. Maybe. It's I don't know. Who knows? It's a puppy. It's hard to tell what the hell they are when they're puppies. It's a cute little fellow, though, I'll tell you that. Cute little fellow fucking the shit out of a chicken. <laughs> you know, like, that's what nature's really all about. There's another video that I put on my Twitter recently. It was a walrus sucking his own dick. Oh, that's cool. It was outstanding, man. I hear they will crush. Their own young, if they see some pussy, they want like on the other side of the beach. Really? Yeah, like if their their own young can be in the way, they will trample and crush them oh, until they get laid. That's how hard it is to find pussy in the walrus world. Yeah, man. And think about that. Yeah, You're willing to kill your baby for something that looks like a walrus. Yeah. Ugh. It, it looks exactly this like a walrus. walrus was sucking his own dick. It was ridiculous. His dick looked like Dave Chappelle's leg. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... It was like this long, just, and this walrus is just deep throat, his own cock. <laughs> I put that on my Twitter as well. Oh, it's pretty fascinating, man. man. Alright, I just posted the video of the dog fucking a chicken on my Twitter, backslash red band. I think I put it up last night, so I don't know if I should retweet it. Should I, is that, what is the rule on that? I think there's ants in my butthole right now. I can well, feel, either that or I just have a, some kind of itch. It could be an Holy issue. cow, my coffee cup has ants all over it. Wow, I got an ant problem here, Brian. Alright, I'm not gonna retweet that. You can find Holy that shit. Oh shit. What? <coughs> Brian, sit down. Look at that. We're, we're broadcasting. Go sit down. Yeah. I see his ants. Yeah. Oh, it's fucked up. I think it was just for Brian, though. I know. <laughs> like, no, they haven't been messing with me. Oh, all. they're up there. I got an ant problem. <clears throat> Motherfuckers. You know what it is? It rains. When it rains in LA, they all come find, trying to find dry ground, and then all the ants are there outside eating dead birds and shit. Now they're inside. Little motherfuckers. Have you sprayed rain around or whatever? I will. Ants? I will tonight. It's amazing how ants are like these little monsters that live in your world, and you allow them to live in your world because they're tiny. You know, because if ants were big, we would have fucking gigantic problems. Could you imagine if ants were like the size of, of like rats? Or if they bit you and Imagine you if they were that big. You know how terrifying that would be? Ants would rip your arms off if they were that big. If ants were the size of rats, they're so strong, they would, they would mangle you. They would tr drag you to the top of a tree and drop you off. We would all be dead, for sure. We would all be dead. 
And they're just, that's just, you know, a few thousand times bigger than they are. And we just uh, deal with the fact that they're in our little world in these colonies where we don't even know how to communicate with each other and they all follow in a fucking straight line back to the hive and they got a queen in there and there's larvae and eggs and that little fucking cunt she's shitting out new baby ants constantly while we're here talking somewhere in my house somewhere in my house I have to find out where it is oh, yeah. probably and there's something going on in here somewhere under a plate somewhere food over there. And can't yeah, they, they can handle how much like hundreds of times their body weight yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. hundreds of times That's they're, they're monsters if ants were like full sized like as, as like size of like a human or a dog or something like that Whoa. they would literally be like, be like a scene from the alien yeah. they would just rip people apart and eat you alive they would have no problem killing you I mean they're heartless emotionless monsters you know they just have to be little monsters. But so are most animals, you know? Most animals are. I mean, you ever see, like, sh- just shit chimps will do to each other? You know, oh, you yeah. see shit that dogs will do to each other? Or, you know, animals cannibalizing on each other? I mean, that shit happens all the time in the animal chimps world. Chimps rip, rip other chimps apart. Man. Yeah, kill like, them. Limbs eat them. Out. Man, yeah, they yeah. Face. You have to eat them. And they will, if you, like... If Chim- chimps cannibalize eat, their babies, too, sometimes. Do they? Their babies? Yeah. I know mm-hmm. they'll peel, they will peel chunks of skin off of you like it's fucking bacon strips, man. Yeah, they're, they they're so strong. They'll mangle you. They'll, you're like a, an old sheet to them. There was a, um, a, a chimp recently, a bonobo. Bonobos were supposed to be the really peaceful ones that fuck, yeah, all, the just fuck all the time. They got video footage of a bonobo female cannibalizing her dead baby. Jesus. Her baby died and she just started eating it. Ooh, you know? That's dark, dude. Yeah. That's dark. That's spooky shit. So. Alright, let's take some questions here. I think we're already over the two hour mark. Yeah, we're right at how long did you do it for? We Two and a half hours. Ago. It's so fascinating. Such good talk here. And there's <laughs> 589 people. We're up to 788. What, here's a good question this guy asked. Nick, Nick TKD2000. What do you think about Hollis Gracie getting effed up? Hollis Gracie is the, the great Gracie, uh, the, the greatest Gracie ever, supposedly. This guy, Hollis Gracie, who's like the guy who, was one of Hickson's original training partners. His son just entered the UFC and lost this weekend. And everybody's like real down on the guy because he, he didn't have a very good performance. And his, uh, you know, his fight, you know, he got, he got kind of beat up. And everybody expected more from him. But uh, it ain't easy, man. It's not an easy fucking sport. You go in there, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on these guys. And it's hard for people to deal with. You know, and some people, they need to be, you know, they need to have some bad bad experiences so that they learn from it and then you know either bounce back or realize this isn't what I want to do you know but some people that they, they just don't realize the, the magnitude of the event until they actually get there until they're under the bright lights and they're actually fighting a guy and then they're like holy shit like what did I get myself into that's gotta be so crazy yeah and then the adrenaline dump is tremendous you know you get so nervous and so much adrenaline pumps out and you know that's why a guy like Randy Couture is such incredible endurance one of the reasons besides the fact that he trained so hard is that the dude is so relaxed. He's been there so many times, you know. Yeah. When he gets in there, he's not freaking out. Dumb question. Cannabis equals weed. Yes. Yes. Cannabis equals weed. Yeah. You know, the funny thing, when marijuana was made illegal, people don't even, most people don't even know this, the Congress didn't even know they were making marijuana illegal. Or they didn't know they were making cannabis illegal, rather. Cannabis was like a hemp. Hemp was, they used it for fiber. They used it to make clothes and all kinds of different things. And when it was made illegal, it was because they started printing in the paper stories saying that blacks and Mexicans were smoking this new drug and they were raping white women. And that's what got people into, uh, that's, that's how it got people behind the whole anti-marijuana uh, you know, movement. That's where Reefer Madness, all that shit yeah. came from. So I have those posters up on my wall. I've got all those videos. Yeah. Reefer Madness, they're, they're goddamn hilarious. Yeah, they're they're amazing. amazing. If you haven't seen them, you got to see like, what kind of shit they, they, they put out. 
and they put it out just because they wanted to make sure that people didn't. It's like there's a lot of bad things that can happen uh, if you're in control and people get a hold of pot. And, you know, there's, there's good things to keeping it illegal, you know. You can make much more money with pharmaceutical drugs. You can sell people what you want to sell. You can control those drugs. And, you know, you can't control shit if, if, if marijuana becomes legal. It's something anybody can grow. It's, like, real easy to grow. Yeah. I've met idiots that grow weed, you know. Yeah, it's too. It's not hard. Yeah. You know, you can figure it out. Man. People can't get their life together at all, but they can grow some weed. It's just economics. That's the re- real reason why marijuana is illegal. But blacks and Mexicans will rape white women if they do smoke weed. White guys will rape white women, too. Oh, yeah, but not as, yeah. Same thing, bro. Reef for Madness rocks. I agree, young man. It was also the paper company. Yes, newspapers, yeah. There was William Randolph Hearst. William Randolph Hearst owned the newspaper companies. He owned, uh, you know, Hearst Publications, but he also owned... owned um, Printing, uh, rather uh, paper mills, and so he had like forests filled with trees. And when they were wanted to convert everything over to hemp paper, because hemp makes a much better paper, he did not want to do that. It would cost him millions of dollars. It would have fucked up his whole business. He would have had to chop all his trees down and then start planting hemp, and then he'd be in competition with all these other people that are making paper. It, it would have, it was an economic decision. So when he was getting people to ban marijuana, they didn't even know they were banning hemp, this industrial plant that they had been using for hundreds and thousands of years. It's really kind of fascinating that the propaganda that that guy created in the 1930s when he owned all the newspapers is really still in place today. I mean, people still believe it today. It's a pretty brilliant business strategy, too, right? I mean, he was Jesus. a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the guy that Orson Welles made that movie uh, Rosebud about. No, it was a movie. Citizen Kane. Wait, isn't that, uh, wait, is that Hughes, though? Or no? Howard Hughes? I thought it was William Randolph Hearst. Right, yeah, 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 it's Hearst, yeah. So Hearst is the one who... Yeah, that's the guy. Who, uh, I mean, he was just like the guy, he was like the first motherfucker that controlled everything. Man. Yeah. That is really fascinating, though, that it was a paper, and he's like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it, that down. really amazing. Brian, you getting chewed up with ants? <laughs> yeah. I think there must be an anthill underneath I think you curve. can relax, fella. Settle down. Fucking bad. Everybody's so fighting. bad, man. They're eating me, man. You know, those girls right now that are yelling at you. Girls are telling you, suck it up. It's just an ant. Wow, you don't have ants in your asshole. Whoa, damn, dude. That's what they said to you? Mm. You do have ants in your asshole, though. I, I feel like I have at least two. Let's see them. kissing. Hmm. Wow, this show's going downhill fast. Way to go, Brian. Well, it's over two hours. We should never go over two hours. Don't tell me what to do. We're partying, we totally this is the groove. We're in the groove right so it now. It gets a point where it's just like, ugh. You think? Yeah. That's when you don't have to watch anymore, faggot. <laughs> Go tune into something else. All right, we'll answer one more question, then we'll get the fuck out of here. Because, yeah, it's almost three hours, actually. Brian's getting phone calls. Where are you? Where are you, Brian? People who are watching the video with the walrus suckers on deck now. See, I told you, the shit is real, homie. The shit is real. It's out there. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Does. You gotta watch it, man. Yeah. How come you haven't watched it already? Because you're not on the Rogan board. We watch together. Let's do it. And the puppy and the chicken, please. Sure. You can watch the puppy and the chicken. Now, this is the part that if we were doing a podcast and it was an audio podcast, I would say we should edit out the last 20 minutes. They didn't didn't talk about jack shit. See, that's why I'm saying it should be that way, I think. Yeah, we should time this motherfucker. We should time it for two hours, ladies and gentlemen, because this is ridiculous. We're bored. You're bored. I'm bored. 
Um, so I think we're going to end now. Tom Segura, any, any last thing to say to all these nice people? Um, join your Twitter. Come on, brother. Join my Twitter. Thank you right, for right, right. me. Come see me at I'm here at... I'm, oh, I'm at the Enmore Theater in Australia. Oh, shit. Shit, I'm at the Enmore Theater in Australia. Next Saturday night, Tom Segura will be with me at Sydney. the Enmore Theater in Sydney, Australia. Drinking Fastest. Well, yeah. We're throwing shrimps in the barbie like a motherfucker. Come to my website, TomSegura.com. S-E-G-U-R-A dot com. JoeRogan.net is mine, as you can spell it out on my, my shit. And uh, am I doing a show in Boston in August? Yes. Most of the time when there's a UFC, I'll do a show the day before the UFC. It's uh, very uh, convenient. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. I know this shit is uh, uh, haphazard. It doesn't start on time. And uh, it goes too long. There's a lot of rambling. But, you know, Man. this is what it is. That's how magic really shit is free. Together. And uh, I do it because I love you. Thanks and, for having uh, me. And it's fun. Thanks for being here, Tom Segura. And it's always more interesting, right, when it's not just me talking to you. All right, my friends, until next week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Oh, next Wednesday, i got to fly to Australia. So I'll probably do this again next Tuesday. So uh, holla back, bitches. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next week.